This Roundtable Broadcasting Podcast of the Max Roundtable is brought to you by Adams Drugs, our family serving yours since 1962. Next contestant. <sighs> Honey, you look confused. What's wrong? I'm having a hard time remembering to take my medications like I'm supposed to. I didn't say anything because I didn't want to worry you. I'm glad you told me because I heard that Adams Drugs has a medicine on time service that will package your monthly medications and make them easier to manage. Our neighbors, Bill and Leslie, mentioned the other day that they use Adams and how they have made it so easy for them to manage their medications. Do you think we can call Adams Drugs or go by there and see if they can help me? I don't want to get to the point where you have to put me into an assisted living home. Why don't you get your medications together right now and let's go down to Adams and talk to the pharmacist. How much does the medicine on time service cost? I asked Bill that same question, and he told me it's a free service for Adam's customers. Free? Wow, I'm feeling really good about this already. Let me grab my meds list. Call Adam's Drugs Medicine on time for your pharmacist consultation. Visit us adamsdrugs.net for more information on our medicine on time packaging service. Welcome to the Max Roundtable with Doug Amos, brought to you by Max Credit Union. Listen to Doug for lunch each weekday as he breaks down the hottest sports topics on ESPN The Ticket in the River Region and on ESPN 1067 in Auburn, Opelika. You can be a part of the show by calling 334-517-1210 or by texting the Pig Enterprises text box at 334-313-1170. Now take a seat at the Roundtable, brought to you by Max Credit Union, with locations in the River Region, Auburn, and Opelika. Max, smart money, made simple. All right, welcome in, everybody. It is a Wednesday edition of the Max Roundtable. You know what that means. It's a Locked on Wednesday. Zach Blackerby from Locked on Auburn joins us in about 15, 16 minutes or so. Luke Robinson from Locked on Bama at 12.20 in the Locked on Bama hour. And then Chris Gordy from Locked on SEC will join us at 1.20. Lots to talk about today. Auburn's first day of spring practice yesterday. We'll talk to Zach Blackerby about it. Huge basketball night. Back-to-back games, both on ESPN2. Auburn at Tennessee tonight at 6, followed by Alabama at Ole Miss, but also on ESPN2, should be one whale of a night. Huge night for both these teams. Of course, Alabama tied with Tennessee in the SEC standings. A game ahead of both South Carolina and Auburn. Two games ahead in the loss column of both Kentucky and Florida. That after Kentucky's last second shot by Reed Shepard, who I think is the best freshman in the league. He certainly, uh, he doesn't play like a freshman. I'm just telling you, this guy uh, can play. Uh, obviously a legacy at Kentucky. His dad played there. His dad was a star there. Uh, absolutely a great, great player. Um, so Kentucky wins. I'm not sure which hour I'm going to play it. Probably hour three. I just I watched John Calipari's press conference last night, and I, this may y'all may think I'm overstating this or making kind of a big deal out of this, and you may think I'm exaggerating. 
and I hate to say this for our buddy Clark up in Kentucky and whatever other Kentucky fans we have, or I think John Calipari is a narcissist. I mean, I, I really do. I think he, in his mind, he believes he is the absolute best coach to ever walk the face of the earth and everybody else is following in his footsteps. Just the way he comes off, it, it just... Is it just rubs me wrong? I, I never, I did not watch the press conference uh, after the uh, blasting of Alabama on Saturday, but I've watched a few. I, I certainly watched the one after the Auburn game when he said, "Hey, I got to get you know out of town to go watch the all, all the Kentucky players in the All Star game." Um, you know, <laughs> and then last night's in Starkville, I just really, really think he says so many things that leads you to believe he believes he's the best dude without just coming right out and saying it hey i'm i'm playing chess everybody else is playing checkers the only way we don't win all our games is because all of our players are so young you know that, that he's literally says that two or three times in the press conference i'm gonna play for you at some point today um, just a bit bothersome. I'm not a John Calipari fan. I was hoping I would see some Eric Musselman mess last night after their embarrassing loss to Vanderbilt in Arkansas, in Bud Walton, right there in Fayetteville. Vanderbilt wins its first game of the year outside of Nashville, Tennessee. Yet he was cool, calm, and collected. Never blew a gasket. Answered all the questions. There weren't that many. It was about a five-minute deal. But I was, uh, I was impressed. Maybe he's humbled a bit. I don't know. He said, "Look, we got to get ready for the next three games." He mentioned them by name. Uh, he said, "And then whatever happens after that happens." But we got to get back to work. See if we can uh, get something done. I, I was impressed. Last night with Eric Musselman's response to the embarrassing loss to Vanderbilt. Utterly embarrassed by John Calipari's response to his win in, in Starkville. I'm sorry. I'm just, um, I just don't get it. I just do not get it. Um, am I, I'm asking you. You 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 hear the guy, you see the guy. Am I overreacting? Am I being inaccurate in my assessment that this guy's a narcissist? Is that an overreaction? I'm curious as to what you have to say. We will hear uh, probably after we finish with Zach. We will hear on the backside of that uh, the Bruce Pearl preview of Tennessee game tonight against Tennessee in Knoxville. We will hear in hour two from Nate Oates as his team prepares for Ole Miss. And I'll just say this. I think the Auburn-Tennessee game is going to be an absolute war. I mean, I, I just <laughs> I think this baby is going to be something uh, in Knoxville tonight. Um, I think Tennessee's about a six and a half point favorite in the game tonight. And I just think this thing is going to go to 
I, I don't see this thing being anything other than an incredibly competitive game. That's just me. Six and a half point favorite uh, is Tennessee over Auburn, Alabama, a five and a half point favorite over Ole Miss. Uh, but that, that's just my my strong opinion is that Auburn and Tennessee are going to be in a war tonight. Now, let me give you my quick opinion of what's going to happen in, in Oxford tonight. First off, we know that Alan Flanagan's going to play. I've had a text earlier saying he, somebody is, is betting that Alan Flanagan does not start but will enter the game around the under-16 timeout. I Listen, first off, I don't think we see Chris Beard as some major disciplinarian. I don't see him doing something with Alan Flanagan that he doesn't have to do. And the SEC, by rule, handled that correctly. I would think that the SEC would have some rope to maybe determine if anything excessive happened within their flagrant two rule book flagrant two without fighting flagrant two with fighting i agree with what some of my friends have said you throw an elbow like that it's just like a punch don't tell me it would have been a different call had he just punched him uh but he did punch him but he punched him with an elbow but uh the the the, the officials reviewed it threw him out for a flagrant two and the SEC said that was his discipline. He served it last Saturday. So I don't see any reason at all, not even for a second, why Chris Beard would all of a sudden say, hey, Alan, uh, we're going to hold you out for a while in the first half. I just don't see that happening. Could be horribly wrong, could be terribly wrong. I'm that way a lot. But back to that for just a second. We're going to talk to Luke Robinson an hour or two about this. And also, I cannot wait to hear from Zach Blackerby about the, the Auburn's first day in, uh, in spring practice yesterday. But before, we, before I kind of preview that interview, do you know that Ole Miss, after being solidly in every bracketology that you saw out there, Ole Miss has lost five of six, including home losses and blowout fashion to Auburn, and then a blowout loss at home this past Saturday to South Carolina. Their only win was against the team that is winless in the SEC. That would be the Missouri Tigers. And they beat them in Oxford a week, you know, a week and a half ago by three. They are one and five in their last six. Their only win against 0-14 Missouri by three. I could uh, honestly give you my opinion. I believe if Alabama loses tonight, that would be an embarrassing loss. And yet, I believe... I think Alabama will win, but will I be shocked if they don't? We'll talk to Luke Robinson about it. Back to Auburn football before we take a break here. From reports of people that were there yesterday for the media viewing, no real surprise that the order of quarterbacks, Thorne, Garner, Brown, White, no real surprise in that. Kind of surprised maybe that Brown's not ahead of Garner, but 
Uh, we shall see. That's how they ended last season, Thorne, Garner, Brown. So maybe that's the reason, despite the fact that Brown played well against Maryland and Garner didn't. The one thing that jumps out, <laughs> for, and I know Daryl Daffridge and I talked about this yesterday. And by the way, there was an agape banquet last night in Montgomery of which the Dapperich family was very much involved. You know, Agape is the organization that we adopted Wren from, and also adoption has been a major part of the Dapperich's family for a long time. And I hear, I hear that Julie just was phenomenal last night. And our prayers and thoughts are with that great uh, gift of a story that was shared last night. Now, back to our discussion. We brought up Cam Coleman, and we brought up yesterday, you know, how much of an impact will the freshman make on our I don't know much about Auburn football for 2024. Obviously, a lot will happen this spring and in the fall to clear up some things. But I'd almost guarantee to you that Cam Coleman starts for Auburn and very well may be the Tigers' top receiver in 2024. I'll even go as far as this, and Zach may say, Doug, you know, rest your head. Uh, You've obviously taken a blow to it. I think he's going to be Auburn's number one receiver in 2024 as a pure freshman. We saw that happen at the school across the state about, about what, 16 years ago? I think you're going to see it in Auburn on or this fall. I totally believe that. All right, on a personal note, I wanted to wait and tell you this in just a moment. I would appreciate your prayers. Um my mother-in-law had um, hernia surgery on Monday, uh, had a, and it went fine, but then had a, a bad, bad development yesterday. Uh, she had to have emergency surgery. She is on paralytics right now um, and won't know, down in Pensacola, uh, won't know what the status is. It it. It's a scary thing. She, it, they're not really sure how she responded uh, to all of it, and they're going to start taking her off the paralytics uh, mid-afternoon uh, today. So your prayers would be coveted. Um, it is a, a, a scary thing uh, for, Bar- for you know, obviously for Carla and for uh, her brother and sister and, and the whole family uh with with barbara her name is barbara and we would appreciate your prayers uh very very much on that situation uh i've been getting updates um and you know it's one of those things that every time your phone buzzes you know you're wondering what you're about to hear but uh probably won't hear anything during the body of the show so i'll just leave you with that but did want to just put this thought out there if something happens negatively involving my mother-in-law um obviously we will let you know when we'll let auburn know about the show over the next couple of days uh, after today um we hope obviously that nothing happens uh to to derail what we're going to be doing uh the rest of the week but if something happens negatively 
you know, family comes first over sports each and every time you talk about it. All right, we're going to take a break. When we get back, Locked on Auburn with Zach Blackery. We'll get his thoughts of the first day of spring practice. From our understanding, from what Jeff Shearer told us yesterday, we will hear from Hugh Freeze tomorrow. Uh, so a lot going on around Auburn football. But the order of the day has to be the battle in Thompson Bowling tonight between the Tigers and the Vols, a top 15 battle. And boy, is it going to be something. We're back with Locked on Auburn and Zach Blackerby right after this on the Wednesday edition of the Max Roundtable. Hey there, I'm Lauren Sisler with ESPN. And you know, one thing I love to do on my lunch break is listen to my good friends on the Max Roundtable. The thoughts and opinions of the host of the Max Roundtable do not necessarily represent those of Max Credit Union or other sponsors. Earn more on your balances with the Max Elevate Money Market. Enjoy the competitive rate benefits of certificate accounts with no fixed terms and more flexibility. Earn more on your balances and access them anytime. You expect more and Max delivers. See our amazing rates at MyMax.com Elevate. Max. Smart money made simple. Federally insured by NCUA. Certain restrictions apply. Nothing is as exciting as the sounds of NASCAR. Hear all of the action of NASCAR Cup races on ESPN The Ticket. NASCAR on The Ticket is brought to you in part by Mid-State Driving Academy, where you can get your CDL, Basil's Truck and Camper for all your towing needs, United Heating and Air for your year-round comfort, Bud Light, Larry Puckett Chevrolet, and Wiley Sanders Trucking, who is now hiring drivers. The home for NASCAR in 2024 is ESPN. The ticket. When you need a renovation without the complications, call Fab Innovations. Are you ready to transform your bathroom into a space of innovation and luxury? Look no further than Bath Innovations of Alabama, your go-to for custom bathroom remodeling. Bath Innovations introduces cutting-edge shower enclosures crafted with integrated high-tech polymer, safety, space optimization, and a stunning aesthetic. These enclosures redefine your bathroom experience. Made with top-tier materials and state-of-the-art technology, their enclosures boast unparalleled durability. They are mold and mildew resistant, easy to clean, and come with a limited lifetime warranty. Bath Innovation Shower Enclosures proudly carry the prestigious Good Housekeeping Seal of Approval, ensuring quality and excellence. With over 300 color pattern combinations, finding the perfect match for your bathroom decor is a breeze. Elevate your space with Bath Innovations. Interested in a bathroom remodel? Call Bath Innovations today for a free estimate. Visit their design center at 2331 Eastern Boulevard or explore options on their website, bathinnovations.com. Robert Pig with Pig Enterprises. Stop what you're doing. Okay, don't just stop if you're driving, but stop driving the direction you're going and drive to Pig Enterprises so we can get you behind the wheel of the vehicle you've been dreaming about. At Pig Enterprises, we not only believe in providing you with an easy vehicle buying experience, but we also believe in providing you with an experience tailor-made for you and getting you into the vehicle of your dreams. Exactly what you want and need with zero stress. Now, we all could use a little less stress in our lives. Am I right? Shop online at pigent.com or drive on over today and see our award-winning team in person. Inventory changes daily. Don't let your dream car pass you by. Let our team get you behind the wheel. Simple, fast, no pressure. Consider it a quick detour on your trip and you'll arrive happier than you could have imagined when you left the house today. Come to Pig Enterprises and get a squeal of a deal. 
the Capo, which is Italian for boss, is Five Point Deli and Grills Burger of the Month. When I asked Eric what's on it, he said stuff. And I told him he needed to be a little bit more specific for this commercial. He said, okay, it's a half pound burger grilled in a butter and grilled brioche bun. Thick cut bacon. Their house ham sliced thin, smoked and grilled on the flat top. Two slices of melted provolone cheese, zesty Italian pepper with olive spread. Now I know why Eric just said stuff, but that stuff sure sounds good. Five Points Deli and Grill in Old Cloverdale. When you think of chiropractic care, I'll bet you only think of a doctor that can help alleviate back and neck pain. This is Dr. Bob Hollis of HealthStar Chiropractic, and I want to talk about another patient who came in, this time with knee pain. He said that he wanted to see if we could help him before he went to see an orthopedic doctor. Just like the patient with back issues I've been telling you about, after we stretched and adjusted his knee, he told us that he was walking upstairs the very next day without any pain. Many of HealthStar patients come looking for non-surgical options, and we help them maintain their aging bones and prevent the need for surgery. At HealthStar Clinic, we offer a wide variety of medical-based treatments that allow us to provide quick pain relief for suffering patients. You can see what all ailments we treat at our website, HealthStarClinic.com. We are located just off Taylor Road across from Applebee's and in Prattville on Cobbs Ford Road where you can now find me. Come by and let's see if we can relieve your pain. You might be pleasantly surprised by the results. Welcome back to the Max Roundtable with Doug Amos, brought to you by Max Credit Union. Get in touch one of three ways. Call 334-517-1210, text 334-313-1170, or email mrt at ESPNTheTicket.com. This is Locked On Wednesday, the Max Roundtable's inside look at the goings-on in Tuscaloosa and Auburn. Locked On Wednesday is brought to you by the town of Pike Road. Welcome home. Joining Doug for his deep dive into the Tigers is the host of the Locked On Auburn podcast, Zach Blackerby. I really don't know what to bring up first. What went on at the first day of spring practice for Hugh Freeze or what's going to be going on tonight at Thompson Bowling Arena in Knoxville? I guess we'll get football out of the way first. Welcome in, Zach Blackerby. Good morning, brother. How are you? Hello, hello. Happy Wednesday. Same to you, my friend. Uh, Give us your overview. All I've really shared thus far is – the quarterback rotation, which doesn't mean much on the first day of spring practice, and then just the the Cam Coleman sighting and how this guy looks. Uh, and I made the prediction that he won't only be a starter for this team, he's liable to be uh, wide receiver one. Yeah, if he's not, it's almost like, okay, what happened? Did he, did he miss too much of the offseason because of an injury or something? I mean, it, it's – Auburn's never had a guy like Cam Coleman. And I think uh, a lot of people's opinions really solidified when a few, uh, I think we were the first people to post a video of him. Uh, it's just so, like, he's so big. <laughs> and Auburn folks haven't really seen or cheered for a guy that's that big and moves as well as he can move. So I, I'm with you. Cam Coleman was a huge thing. And look, I, I think, and this is really all we have to go on, right? It's the first day of practice. We saw them stretching and warming up. So it's just like, what do these guys physically look like? And I thought the defensive line was bigger, larger than uh, than I thought they would be, especially Malik Blockton, uh, the freshman uh, from, from your neck of the woods up there in Montgomery. Right. Uh, I, I thought he was very physically impressive. We heard a lot of good things about him in December because he was one of the few freshmen that 
joined the team for bowl practices, and he impressed folks early. But that, to me, just physically looking at Malik Blockman, uh, that was to me that was my biggest takeaway. You know, I'll say this about Malik. I saw him play a few times, and I've interviewed him a few times uh, with the Pike Road coaching staff. Yeah. Um, and this is what I and I had this discussion with another with a guy that covers uh, Auburn recruiting, Cole Pinkston. Uh, I think early yeah. in the year last year, Zach, I'm not sure he understood the physicality that it was going to require uh, at the upgrade of the of the level of football that Pike Road is playing. 6A football. I think by mid-season and late season he got it and uh, started playing totally differently and that's just from a coach's standpoint, not my personal standpoint. I think he gets it now and that's why I think he could be an early contributor. Sure. I think so. And this position of need for Auburn too and I think it's a room that they're not done adding bodies to. They lost a lot of guys, and obviously everybody's brain goes, okay, you lost Marcus Harris, who's going to be a draft pick uh, in, in the coming weeks when the NFL draft rolls around. But I don't know if like you could really replace Marcus Harris, but you also lost depth guys up front. Lawrence Johnson, Messiah Nassili Kite, these dudes that you would rotate in. Um, uh, Justin Rogers was another guy. And so you, you bring in Gage Keys from Kansas. You bring in Trill Carter from Texas. And Gage Keys looked a lot leaner, a lot longer than I was expecting. Joe Carter, um, lower center of gravity. I could see him being tough to move at the defensive, probably nose tackle. We'll see where they line him up. But I don't think they're done quite there. But if they are, Doug, yeah, these freshmen are going to have to play. Malik Blockton, Amaris Williams, TJ Lindsay, all of these guys are going to have to play early. So tomorrow is when I believe Hugh Freeze meets with the media for the first time. Am yeah. I correct on that? Okay. That's right. Yeah. Um, if Zach Blackerby were sitting down with him one-on-one, what would be the primary discussion be, uh, if it, you were able to start it? Is there really a quarterback battle? would be my first question. Is there really a quarterback battle? And then I guess the follow-up is, what are you looking to see from your quarterback? Because, look, these guys, Hank went through spring last year. But, like, that's really it. And Holden but uh, Holden seems like a little step behind everybody even yesterday in the first practice. Once again, first practice, we can see what happens. But the three guys that Auburn fans want to see the most, whether it's Peyton Thorne, whether it's Hank Brown, whether it's Walker White, they, they really weren't here in, like, a relevant capacity a year ago. So what do you want to see from them now? This is kind of their first time for all of them being in this situation under Hugh Freeze. What do you want to see there and then also I guess another point would be how are you working with all of these receivers because obviously if Auburn's going to take a step forward quarterback plays huge that's understood but the receiving game has to be so much better than it was a year ago if Auburn wants to win eight or nine games in 2024 that's not a hot take right I think everybody's going to agree with that the receivers weren't where they needed to be and you start that in the spring so how do you make sure Cam Coleman is going to be ready. How do you implement Robert Lewis, who I thought looked pretty fast yesterday? Sam Jackson, the fifth, the transfer quarterback from Cal. How do you implement him in the offense? So, to me, I think if you're asking Hugh Freeze questions tomorrow, it needs to be about the offense. This is always the catch-22 thing. I discussed it with Charlie Trotman earlier this week, uh, and I'm not really sure what Hugh Freeze feels about it uh but i wonder how zach blackerby feels about it with the you know in with walker white there uh and with the way hank played in the bowl game and 
you know, we've seen Holden a lot. We've seen, you know, all the guys that Auburn thinks they're going to be, you know, dependent on. Um, I'm curious, Peyton Thorne, how does he react to the second year? Do you think, Zach, that Hugh Freeze will go live some in the spring, maybe not on A-Day, but behind closed doors to let there be a full gauge of what these guys can do under pressure? I don't think so. I don't think so. And, um, I just want to know, you're asking me what he, will he, not do I think he should, yeah, right? Will you, he? You don't think he will, but do you think he should? I, I do. I do. I, I think the whole approach of, you know, doing things or not doing things to try to stay healthy, um, I just think that's risky, right? And that's come up a lot with Auburn basketball with like, do you play Jalen Williams or not? Are you afraid he's going to get hurt or not? That's just a tough way to go through life, especially sports. So, uh, I, I don't, I mean, these defensive linemen aren't going to pummel the quarterback. They know better than that. But, you know, the, the threat of being hit is a real thing that impacts quarterbacks. Like, it does. Duh, right? Yeah. And so, uh, I, I think they should. I, I thought they should last year, too, especially um, Robbie Ashford a legitimate shot. And so now with Walker White, what can he do when he's moving? That's kind of the biggest question with Hank. It's like, okay, we believe you as a passer. And it seems like his processing is way quicker than a lot of people thought it would be at this point in his career. But of those three, probably the least mobile, we think. But a lot of people said that about Peyton Thorne a year ago, and his legs were actually a really pleasant surprise. So, and I totally agree with you, and Charlie agrees with you. Um, I, I don't know. I, I would. I, I wish somebody would ask you that tomorrow and, and just to get his thoughts on it. I mean, here's a guy that is an offensive guy. He's offensive minded. It's what, it, and I, I would just think he would want to know sure thing. What Walker white does under the pretense of guys that can hit him coming after him uh, and see if Hank has made a lot of improvement. I know Hank's a big part of Locked on Auburn. What a great dude. I it was I was reminded uh, by Daryl Daprich yesterday. Uh, Hank appeared at an event uh, that I'm, I'm involved with uh, each and every year uh, when he came in with his high school coach to Montgomery. Uh, he, okay. he is a sharp, sharp guy. Uh, and I just think he's got a future, if not at Auburn, somewhere. Yeah, and I think it's going to be at Auburn, Doug. I, I think he's going to make it hard to name Payton Thorne the starter coming out of spring. I, I really do. I, I thought even his throws yesterday were on point. I didn't spend a ton of time watching quarterbacks or receivers, but of what I did in yesterday's window, did get to see from the passing game. The best throw I saw was him throwing a, an outbreaking route, like a corner route to um, to one of Auburn's like walk-on tight ends. And it's like he's got that touch. He's got the touch. Auburn put out a video on all their social media accounts last night uh, of Hank Brown. Looks like it was eleven on eleven stuff. Hank Brown throwing a kind of a back shoulder pass to Rivaldo Fairweather. And um, they knew that we would all, like, look and see who was throwing the pass. I know it was about Rivaldo, but we all saw Hank Brown throwing the pass. So they knew what they were doing. Um, so, I don't know, kind of makes you ask the question, like, is there really something there?
you know, and then Trent Dilfer is coach. Uh, no matter what you think of Trent Dilfer, he, he kind of knows the quarterback position with his elite 11 and all of that. And he always thought the world of this guy. And I just believe that uh, I believe you're on to something. I, I think Hank Brown uh, is is the candidate, the surprise candidate this this spring. Yeah, me too. And And I think in two weeks, I don't think it'll be a surprise candidate. I think he's already kind of starting to get his name out there a little bit amongst the Auburn fan base. So um, I'm a huge supporter of, of what he's done. But, you know, Trent Dilfer knows his stuff. I yeah. had him on, I guess it was when I was doing radio down here in Auburn. Uh, I had him on after the Elite 11. He kind of started all of that, the Elite 11 yeah, stuff at the high school ranks. And he, um, I asked about Sean White. It was the year Sean White won the Elite 11 MVP. And I asked, "Hey, coach, you know, can you can you talk about can you talk about Sean White?" And he's like, "Really good quarterback, really good arm." I'm going to be honest; I was surprised, uh, and not in a good way when he chose Auburn. I just don't think the fit is there. And boy, was he right! <laughs> boy, was he right on that. Yeah, I, I, I total respect for him. I've been able to sit down with him twice uh, over the last handful of years, yeah, uh, sure. and and I think that. Uh, Hank Brown could be uh, an interesting study this spring and this summer. All right, any other thoughts on football uh, moving into uh, the the next few days uh, before we turn to the night in Knoxville? I don't think so. I mean, you previewed kind of the only other thing we're going to get this week. We we talked to Hugh Freeze, and there will be a handful of players that we get access to. Payne Thorne will be one of them. Jason Jones is another. And then I forget. I think Keontae Scott was one. Maybe Asante, Eugene Asante, the linebacker for the other. But yeah, so you know, maybe some stories will come out of that. I'm not expecting a whole lot, but we'll uh, we'll see. And then obviously they're off next week because of spring break. What are you expecting tonight in Knoxville? Uh, I, I believe it's going to be a war. I think if Auburn finds a way to win in Knoxville, then they are going to be in prime position to no worse than tie for the league title um, because yeah. the other yeah, three, the other it. three games are going to win. Especially if they win tonight and kind of get that momentum going, you'd have to think. You'd have to think. So, um, yeah, dude, I, I'm with you. I'm with you. I, I don't think they're going to win tonight, Doug, just to be transparent and honest with you. I, I do think it's going to be a fight. I do think Tennessee is going to offer some offensive issues that Auburn's going to have a tough time defending. But I do think if Auburn can make it physical and make it a dogfight and Tennessee doesn't shoot lights out from behind the arc, I, I do think Auburn will win. I just – the speed in which I expect tonight's game to be played, I don't know if it will benefit Auburn unless they just have one of those nights where they have a hard time missing from three, and they don't typically do that on the road. So um, you know, it just depends on which Auburn team you get. Not expecting Jalen Williams to play tonight. And so we'll see exactly how that happens. But all eyes are on Chad Baker, Mazzara. Can he do tonight what he did last time he was out, scored a, you know, a career high or at least an Auburn career high, 25 points. He had Denver Jones be effective with the basketball. Janai Broom took over in the second half. If those things happen. If those things happen, hey, yeah, they've always got a shot. Is it uh, fair to say that uh, Bacon Lasagna is the most dynamic <laughs> player on Auburn's team, I think he is. Uh, I do too. I do too. It's just which version of him do you get? I think they need to continue to feed his confidence. I do think he presents. No pun intended a on the bit. feed part. 
What's that? No pun intended with the, using the word feed uh, with the bacon That's lasagna right. reference. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Chad Bacon lasagna. Absolutely. Absolutely. But, but yeah, I, you know, defensively, I think the offseason, they're going to kind of put more weight on him so he could be a little bit more of a, a post presence. But if he gets going, man, um, and you can tell, like, the, the team feeds off of his energy, too. He's. I think he's a better version of what Auburn had in Malik Dunbar a few years ago. Kind of this energizer bunny, this kind of guy who started out as a spark off of the bench, and now he eventually turns into a starter. And when he gets going, the whole team feeds off of it. And I don't think there's any question that Aiden Holloway kind of fed, fed off of the energy that, that Baker Mazar, uh, was bringing, yeah. Baker Mazar, yeah. and, and he had his best game in a long time. I tell you, you say bacon lasagna a few times. It's really hard to go back <laughs> to his real name. That's it's true. really tough. It's really tough. That's a Zach um, Blackerby invention, I believe, by the way. Uh, and my mother is a Tammy Blackerby. And, and I love it. it. After it's the game, so after funny. the game Saturday, Zach posted on social media a picture of bacon frying and then a big pan of lasagna. Uh, and everybody yeah. that follows Locked on Auburn knew exactly what he meant. It's funny. Yeah, we're dangerous with nicknames. With uh, we called Hank Brown the Baby Goat. That took off. So now this is now this is going the right way. But yeah, man, I, I think Aiden Holloway is obviously key not only for tonight, but if Auburn's going to make a run in the SEC tournament, if Auburn's going to make a run in the NCAA tournament, they need him. They need some sort of presence as far as shooting from beyond the arc, and they just need better guard play. I mean, Trey Donaldson's been solid at times, but you know sometimes you kind of need him to make a shot. Uh, same with Katie Johnson. It just kind of depends on which version of these guys that you get. Um, but Aiden was in a major slump. Was what happened last game enough to get him out of it? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, if we can see two or three games in a row of this, yeah, watch out. Aiden Holloway's a big factor. All right, so Auburn tonight at Knoxville. Uh, you you think – is it in your mind? Uh, Tennessee's about a six and a half point favorite. Uh, what would it? What would shock you the most if the game wasn't competitive either way? That's probably what would shock me the most because I think it's going to be a war. Um, I mean, if Tennessee won by fifteen, like I don't think that would shock me. I think, I think the most surprising thing would be if Auburn blew Tennessee out of like the four options, either Auburn wins close, Tennessee wins close, Auburn wins big, or Tennessee wins big. I would say Auburn winning big is the least likely of those four. All right, tell everybody what you got going on with Locked on Auburn. I'm assuming, well, I know, because I asked Daryl. You and Daryl will go live tonight uh, yep. around the 8 o'clock hour. Anybody that's subscribed to Locked on Auburn will get an alert on that uh, for, for the YouTube broadcast. But uh, tell us what's going on the rest of the week as well with, with Locked on Auburn. Yeah, tomorrow will be recruiting themes since we didn't get a whole lot of spring access today. And so we'll talk about Auburn's latest commitment as well as some other guys they're going after and our, our recruiting guys going down to ING's Pro Day. And so we'll get some scoop on that. And then, uh, yeah, obviously Friday's show will uh, we'll include Daryl and we'll react to everything Hugh Freeze and the players said uh, on Thursday afternoon. Man, you are the best. Locked on Auburn. Go follow wherever you get your podcast or the YouTube page. That's the best way to see it. And then now that baseball's cranking up, uh, I know you follow a lot of baseball too. Let our listeners know about it. Yeah, obviously, you know, we've got Auburn baseball at AuburnDaily.com, but Braves today is the place to go for all of your Atlanta Braves stuff. And we got an announcement. We'll be covering another team shortly. 
dog. I love it. Be on the lookout for that. Uh, And then if you want a good little jolt in the morning with the best coffee you'll ever drink, it's Plains Coffee. uh, PlainsCoffee.com, right? Uh, And and go there. I go there at least twice a month and make a purchase. Nobody has better coffee. The freshest beans, the freshest everything will be shipped right to your front door. Zach, always appreciative, man. Have a blessed day. Hey, thank you so much, brother. Talk to you soon. You do. Take care. That's Zach Blackerby with Locked on Auburn. When we get back, we'll hear from Bruce Pearl. He'll tell you what he thinks could shake down tonight in Knoxville. Stick around. It's the Locked on Wednesday edition of the Max Roundtable. Hey there, I'm ESPN's Lauren Sissler, and you're listening to the Max Roundtable with Doug on ESPN The Ticket and ESPN 106.7. Earn more on your balances with the Max Elevate Money Market. Enjoy the competitive rate benefits of certificate accounts with no fixed terms and more flexibility. Earn more on your balances and access them anytime. You expect more and Max delivers. See our amazing rates at MyMax.com Elevate. Max. Smart money made simple. Federally insured by NCUA. Certain restrictions apply. Did you know that homeowner's insurance doesn't cover your termite treatment or termite damage? That's okay because Pest Pro is here to protect your most costly investment. We are the only company in the River Region with the Termidor HP2 injection unit. We bring the best and newest technology to your home. Call today for a free evaluation. 265-9990. That's 265-9990. Our website is ppsriverregion.com. When you want to know, call a pro. Pest Pro Services. Hello, sports fans. The Alabama State Senate will soon decide if you get the right to vote on a lottery, casinos, and sports betting. But they need to hear from you. Did you know Alabama is one of only 12 states where you can't legally bet on sports? House Bill 151 allows you to choose whether you can place a bet on the big game this weekend. Call your state senator today and tell them to vote yes on the lottery and gaming bill. For more information, go to sportsbettingalliance.org. Paid for by Sports Betting Alliance. Sportsbettingalliance.org. I'm Gordon Stone, and it's a pleasure to speak with you today as the mayor of the Town of Pike Road. It's an honor for me to share with you one of the things that makes our community so special, the Town of Pike Road's mission statement. It is maintain character while planning for progress. This means that while the Town of Pike Road has experienced tremendous growth over the last two decades, strategic planning and citizen input allow us to grow without compromising the charm and essence of the historic communities within our town. We call this the Pike Road Town Center Model, and it focuses on the unique opportunities in every area of our community. We have three town centers that feature schools, from the Waters to the Mount Meigs Mary area to the historic town center. We also feature an agriculture, recreation, and performing arts park in the Trotman Road area. By investing in and engaging every part of Pike Road, we encourage the connectivity and hospitality that has always made our town such a special place. Come see us in the town of Pike Road and experience what it means to maintain our character as we plan for and experience progress. Welcome home. Matt Parsley here with Budget Car and Truck Sales Montgomery and Prattville. We've moved all our inventory to the Montgomery location for this huge event. One-stop shopping with no waiting. Selling your car? Buyers on site. Most offers way over Kelly Blue Book. Banks and loan officers with rates from 1.9 and terms up to 84 months. All in one giant location. It's dime time. Dime time's the right time for you to buy a nicer, newer car you deserve. That's right, one thin dime. Keep the jingle in your pocket with dime time. For this event, budgets teamed up with Capital One. If you received an invitation for this event, you're approved. Getting approved is fast, simple, and easy with banks that want to say yes. 
with even bigger news that Capital One event has now been open to the public with no impact to your credit. 100% credit approval is our goal. So if you've got a dime and some time, dime time could be right for you. BudgetSaysYes.com. That's BudgetSaysYes.com. One giant location, 61 Mendel Parkway, just off Atlanta Highway, next to Fraser Church in Montgomery. Call 334-244-9777. Dime time. Hey, y'all, Lewis at the Capitol Orchard over here on that beautiful Alabama River. Let's talk about the river. That's right. Days are getting longer again. Get down here to the river and rent you a pontoon boat. All you need is a driver's license and a credit card, a little common sense. We can hook you up on a pretty day on the river. Osprey and the Eagle are starting to move back in this time of year, so it's a pretty day on the river. You can also come down here and launch your own boat or bring a boat down here and put it in a slip. we got some slips available, so you can check all that out at capitaloysterbar.com. You'll also see a menu, a map how to get here. Also, good times on the river, y'all. We all, every Sunday afternoon, we bring in some fine live entertainment. This week, we're going to step back to old days. Been a while since he's been here, but Duane Burnside's back in town. That's right. It's one of the sons of the legendary R.L. Burnside out of North Mississippi. Matter of fact, Duane was one of the North Mississippi All-Stars for a long time, so we're going to have a good time. Don't forget, we got a fryer, a steamer, and a grill. We'll cook you up some good food. we got an RV park down here. You can come join us. So a lot going on. Get down here soon. Come hungry. Bring the whole family with you, y'all. The Max Roundtable with Doug Amos brought to you by Max Credit Union rolls on. Doug would love to hear from you. Call 334-517-1210. Text 334-313-1170 or email mrt at espntheticket.com. All right, so the game of the night in college basketball, I think it would be hard to argue that it's anything other than Tennessee hosting Auburn. Uh, Bruce Pearl, of course, with his background at Tennessee back in the day, taking his team back to Knoxville. And they've always played pretty well there, I think, when he's taken them back. Uh, But here's what he had to say yesterday about tonight's matchup. It's almost March and we're still playing for championships. Um, there just aren't many teams in the country that can say that, particularly in a league this good. There are six teams right now in our league that are within a game or two of first place. Um, and so every game now, uh, home or on the road, are, are, are precious. Uh, Tennessee, I think, has been, I've been saying all along, I think they're the best team in the league. Um, and I haven't played them yet. So we're fixing to find out. Their experience, they're so well coached. They've got great guard play. They're dangerous from three. Um, they got guys that can really protect the rim. And um, um, they, uh, they're one of the best defensive teams in the country. You know, last night we went up there last year, it was a 46-43 rock fight. Um, Our defense has been good. Um, it'll have to be at its very best, and it'd be uh, it'd be great if we could keep making shots. That's what it takes at the end of the year to get hot and win. Questions? Ethan? Yeah. 
know, when it comes to somebody like Connect, I mean, where do you sort of start with that with that defensive game plan for him? I guess what have you kind of seen from him this season? Yeah, I mean, look, he's going to get his. You just don't want him to go off. Um, you know, understanding their personnel and their strengths and their weaknesses. Um, you know, the people have got him as high as top five in the draft board for next year, right? Um, and what a great story he is. Um, so he could, you know, can do it all, both ends of the floor. Um, presents a real matchup problem because he he's one of the biggest guards our guards will face, and he's one of the most skilled forwards our forwards will face. Um, but I do think one of the keys to playing Tennessee is it's 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 uh, uh, they've got so many weapons, like anybody and everybody that play. They got so many dimensions. They got three great defensive guards. Three or four great defensive guards. Some of the guards coming off the bench are great defensive guards. They got five or six great three-point shooters. So it's not just taking away Ziegler or Vescovi or you know, Josiah James or about six guys you gotta worry about. So uh, they're good in transition, they play fast. So our guys will have to know all their personnel and be able to uh, guard accordingly. So I was wondering if you had an update you could share on, on Jalen and, and kind of his, his recovery. Yep, Jalen will travel. Um, and while he was not available for Georgia, um, it's possible he could play uh, tomorrow. We'll see how he does today. Um, he moved around a lot. He moved around a lot yesterday, more than we thought he would. And so that, that may just be a game time decision. Let's go back to the Aiden. On Saturday, other than his, you know, he made obviously the five threes, which you, you know talk about his confidence. But in terms of how he's been running the offense and how he did in that game, I guess moving forward, what did you kind of see with him on the floor and how they did? I thought, I thought Aiden did great, and I thought that um, he showed how tough he is. Um, every shot he took against Georgia, I thought he was going to make. But every shot he took against Kentucky, I thought he was going to make too. And games before, and to his credit. Um, he hasn't shied away from the moment, uh, and he shouldn't shy away from the moment. He's a great player, uh, one of our hardest workers, um, and he's, you know, one of the youngest players in, in college basketball at the Power Five level that is able to have the kind of impact that he is able to have uh, on our team. Um, you know, he's worked really hard to improve in the areas of his defense and his rebounding, the physicality of the game, and and look, that's going to be challenged. At Tennessee, must say that these these older, more experienced guards are going to be all up in him, and uh, and that will impact his ball screen. And so, though, I guarantee you, Tennessee will be paying close attention to the Georgia film and uh, make his looks difficult. But I'm very, really, really proud of him for for um, staying fighting for it. And of course, he knows his teammates and his coaches never stop believing in him. Obviously, with, with Chad moving into the starting lineup against Georgia, Jalen's out. Your bench now looks different, but your starting lineup with Chad in there looked look pretty good. How do you sort of, I guess, look at it in a way? Maybe the bench doesn't produce 35 points a game, but you might get off to better starts. Yeah, no, that's it. That's it for sure. That uh, you know, Chad Baker's clearly one of our top three players, and uh, and he was the best player in Florida against Georgia. But he's been that. 
before at Arkansas, um, and, and 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 because he's able to um, uh, do so much, you know, he can shoot it, he can make tough twos, he can he can put him in ball screens, he can play make for himself, or he can play make for others. He's a smart defender. Um, he plays hard. Uh, he's a great locker room glue guy. Um, while he's incredibly passionate, he's focused on winning only. And um, so he's one of, I think Chad Baker, if you were to write a list nationally of the best players in college basketball that you'd never heard of before, the Connect kid, uh, pronouncing his name correctly, he's at the top of everybody's list. But Chad Baker Mazar is on the list. And uh, so, yes, we uh, I felt like we needed to you know, change some things up, not just insert Chaney Johnson into the starting lineup because we were without Jalen Williams. But I felt there were some other things that, that, um, that we needed to do um, with our roster to just see if we could get to be playing a little better. Against Georgia, you guys held them. They were just three, fourteen from deep, and that's kind of been a big part of their game this year. And y'all have had a bunch of games this year when y'all been able to really affect three-point shooting. Just what do you think's been the key to that for y'all on, on that end of the floor? You know, slowing down teams that like to shoot the three and hit threes uh, at a high rate. Well, uh, when part of the success against Georgia was we shot such an incredible field goal percentage, sixty-two percent of the road that Georgia didn't get their traditional transition. Like, Tennessee is a great defensive team. They get offense from the defense. Block shots, steals, turnovers, and then they come down and shoot open threes because they, they spread it, they drive to addition. So transition, number one. Um, and we didn't give a lot of short transition because we played so well offensively, whereas Tennessee is one of the best defensive teams in the country. They're going to get that. Um, and then, you know, we, we all I've always been a guy that knew that three-point shot was worth one more point than two-point shot. Not everybody's got that figured out. Um, <laughs> I figured that out a long time ago. <laughs> and so we're going to do everything we can to try to take You know, the best play of the game are inside threes and outside threes, right, offensively. I was going to ask you about the sort of the, this rivalry or I guess this series as a play. You guys have won seven, nine, two losses. Or I think six total, six combined points, the two losses. What do you think it is about your system versus maybe what Rick Barnes does that allows you to be pretty pretty competitive. Yeah, no, it's um, these games. These games have mattered. You know, I just I, as you guys know, history matters to me, and um, trying to make history and trying to win a conference championship. I, I think we need to win at Tennessee to win it, or you know, to be in a position to win it. Right? Lose your two games back. Um, you know, the league is tough, but you're still two games back with three to come. And you, you obviously need help. So we've been in control of our own destiny all season long, and the only way we remain in control is if we can pull off the upset. Um, you know, Coach Barnes is a Hall of Fame coach, and and he continues to be as good as he always was, or maybe better. He was, you know, Rick Barnes was one of the best young coaches in college basketball. 30 years ago. He was. And now he's just one of the best coaches in college basketball, period. She talked about before the Georgia game, 
going and actually hitting shots away from home, especially from deep. You guys did that obviously at a really high level against Georgia. You, could you could you tell that the team would you know gain confidence from that, and just how important is that kind of moving forward? Because you're going to be playing a lot of games on the road. Yeah, I mean, look, we we we, we it's, it's it's close to March, so what you do you start talk talk telling March stories. And before the Georgia game, we told the greatest March story that Auburn basketball has ever had was our 2019 Final Four. What happened to that team? We always played hard, always played pretty good defense. Not quite as good as this team's play, but pretty good. But we started to get hot from three. And won four of our last regular season games, won the three games in the SEC tournament. We won three or four, and probably won four. And then we won, um, you know, four games in the NCAA tournament. So to go win 12 games, and if you look at the three-point shooting, it's a big factor. So that's what has to happen. You had to believe that when Bruce Pearl was telling the story, he said, March stories, we start sharing them. And when he shared that team, I can't imagine any Auburn person out there not thinking about the Virginia game when they think back to that year. Not just what was accomplished, but what – and how Auburn fell short uh, at the Final Four in Minneapolis. So, big game tonight. Auburn, Tennessee, 6 o'clock on ESPN2. It's followed by Alabama Ole Miss on ESPN2. We're going to talk to Luke Robinson about that in Hour 2 today when Locked on Bama gets cranked up. First, I want to tell you about Carol's Carpet Flooring America. Two locations, one in Prattville, one in Montgomery. Let's just cut to the chase on this. We can beat around and I can give you all of the reasons why you should give Carol's Carpet Flooring America an opportunity to earn your business. It's not brain surgery. Listen, when a family-owned business is committed to doing things the right way, like Carol's Carpet Flooring America is, you need to lock your carriage to it. Trust me. Uh, As I've told you hundreds of times, it is an investment working on getting flooring in in a building you may own, whether it's a house or a place of business. You want the place that you're going to get an incredibly high-quality product at obviously competitive prices, but you need that great service and you want that great warranty to go along with it. That's why friends send their friends there. That's why you need to be a part of it when it comes to Carol's Carpet Flooring America. Pravel location is on Cobbsford Road. The Montgomery location is on the Northern Boulevard right before you get to the Wetumpka Highway. Hey, a big thanks to Elmer and the gang over at Pizza Perfect for today only, the last day of February. No, it's not the last day of February. Tomorrow is the last day of February. So two days more to get $3 off any large pizza. And then once we get to the basketball month, once we get to March, if you buy any large pan pizza, you get an order of boneless wings for free on the side. That's right, an order of boneless wings for free if you buy a large pan pizza from our friends over at Pizza Perfect on the Coliseum Boulevard. Best pizza buffet you'll ever find anywhere. It's $11 all-inclusive. That's including tax, drink, dessert, salad, pizza, 11 bucks total. 
Take a 10 and a 1 in there. You won't need anything else. Thank you, Elmer, for supplying Bill and me lunch today on the Wednesday edition of the Max Roundtable. We're back with Locked on Bama right after this. This is Mike Greenberg, and you're listening to the Max Roundtable with Doug on ESPN The Ticket in the River Region and on ESPN 106.7 in Auburn, Opelika. Earn more on your balances with the Max Elevate Money Market. Enjoy the competitive rate benefits of certificate accounts with no fixed terms and more flexibility. Earn more on your balances and access them anytime. You expect more and Max delivers. See our amazing rates at MyMax.com Elevate. Max, smart money made simple. Federally insured by NCUA. Certain restrictions apply. 107.5 is W298BC Montgomery, ESPN The Ticket. I'm Greg Albritton. Like most of you, my family and I have worked hard for all we have. To start with nothing and do great things is what we used to call the American dream. I'm running for Congress because I can't stand by and watch our American values, goals, and freedoms be taken away from us by the nonsense going on in Washington, D.C. It's hurting us, our state, and our country, and I know how to do something about it. Send me Greg Albritton to Congress, and I'll take some Alabama common sense with me. I'm Greg Albritton, and I'm running for Congress. We can fuss all day about the invasion at our borders, the reckless spending of our money, and our weakened military system. But talking won't fix our country's problems. I'm a retired naval officer and an Alabama state legislator. I know how our military should work and what our veterans need. I know how to get a law passed, and I know how to spend our money wisely. On March 5th, vote to send me Greg Albritton to Washington. I'm determined, I work hard, and I get results. I'm Greg Albritton, and I approve this message. Paid for by Greg Albritton for Congress. When it comes to waste removal, you get the best when you choose JB and the team at Jettison Environmental. When you call, a real person will answer the phone, ready to assist you. Jettison Environmental is your local source for affordable dumpster service, construction roll-offs, compactors, portable toilets, and even a convenient CND landfill. You can trust them for timely delivery and pickup. Call 334-301-4414 to schedule your waste removal services. You can also visit them online at jettisonenvironmental.com. Tired of forking out your hard-earned money for tires that seem to wear out faster than they should? Tire City hears you. Did you know that some of the most affordable tires on the market are from the Michelin brand? Our Michelin tires help you save hundreds of dollars over their lifespan compared to other brands. Imagine what it feels like to know that the tires you buy today could save you several hundred dollars when you need them the most. Here's what our customer says. I am always on the go with my three children, so the miles add up quickly. The original tires only lasted for 45,000 miles. I purchased Michelin tires for my SUV and drove over 85,000 miles on them. I saved $875 over three years because the Michelins lasted almost twice as long. Not only do Michelins last a long time, they are some of the safest and best riding tires for my family and I. Drive smart, drive safe, drive with Tire City. Visit us at one of our two locations on the Southern Bypass or Atlanta Highway. Experience the difference and save big with There's one thing for certain in central Alabama this time of year. The temperatures are always uncertain. Keep your heating and air conditioning unit operating at peak performance all the time. Call Bill Bradley today at 262-8368. They offer same-day service seven days a week for heating, cooling, and plumbing. Call Bill Bradley, Central Alabama's Green Dealer. Alabama certification number 84449. Bill Bradley, won't you please fix my home? 
Hey there, Russell from Gales Down the Street Cafe. Are you looking for a fancy lunch place with white tablecloths and servers when they're whites and blacks? Well, if you are, this ain't it. If you're looking for a quality down-home country lunch where you get food like your grandma used to cook, Gales Down the Street Cafe is the place for you. If you're looking for roast beef, if you're looking for country vegetables, if you're looking for anything like your grandma would have cooked, Gales Down the Street is the place for you. 2741 Zelda Road. It's Gales Down the Street Cafe, open Monday through Friday, 11 to 2. This is Russ Chandler. My family and I have been taking our vehicles to Japanese Auto for over 35 years. There's three generations of Chandlers that use Japanese Auto. We also take my wife's Suburban by there, and he works on that as well. In the past, we had taken our vehicles to the dealership, paid considerably more than what we pay Ronnie and his guys to do. Ronnie is straightforward. He's honest. If he tells you that this is wrong with your car and it's going to take this much to fix it, then he's going to take care of it. When you see the customer service and the level of professionalism, you will absolutely recommend Japanese Auto to a friend. The best sports in the Montgomery area can be found on WTXK, Pike Road, Montgomery, ESPN, the ticket. Time now for Hour 2 of the Max Roundtable with Doug Amos, brought to you by Max Credit Union on ESPN, the ticket in the River Region, and on ESPN 1067 in Auburn, Opelika. To talk sports, call 334-517-1210 or send him a message into the Pig Enterprises text box at 334-313-1170. It's time to retake your seat at the roundtable. Brought to you by Max Credit Union. With locations in the River Region, Auburn and Opelika. Max, smart money made simple. All right, welcome back, everybody. As we roll on on this Locked on Wednesday, it's the Locked on Bama hour now. And I don't know what practice has been like uh, this week for Alabama after Saturday's debacle uh, in Lexington to lost to Kentucky where they were down, I think, 38 at one time. Ended up losing by, what, 22, something like that. Uh, 117.95, I believe, which would make it 22. But Nate Oates, in speaking with the media uh, pre-Ole Miss, just sounded incredibly down. I don't know if he was embarrassed. I'm not sure where he is mentally with this team, if it's reached a frustration point. I do know the game line for tonight that opened at six and a half is now down to five uh, by at last check. Uh, and that's not a good sign, uh, folks, just so you know. Uh, and this, again, is an Ole Miss team that's lost five of six with its only win in that six-game stretch, a three-point home win to 0-14 Missouri. I think this is a critical game for Alabama. I think they have to go to Oxford to win just to set up that Tennessee visit on Saturday. Here's Nate Oates and his thoughts heading into tonight's game. We're looking forward to getting back on the court, try to rectify the uh, defense since obviously it wasn't a very good outing uh, Saturday with the defense in the floor. So, you know, Old Miss is a good team. They're not easy to play against at their place and we're coming off a, uh, a bad loss particularly on the defensive end so you know we're, we're looking to get back to playing somebody else I think we've had two good days of practice 
it's pretty easy to get the guys' attention when you give up 117. But I did think we had two pretty solid days on, on the defensive end and trying to fix some stuff. So, it's, uh, I mean, I think as you've seen this year, it's not easy to win on the road. I think last week there was 18 losses amongst AP top 25 teams and 15 of them on the road and 11 were the non-ranked teams. So this, winning on the road is not easy at this level. This will not be an easy game at Ole Miss. Uh, shoot, even if it's at home, it wouldn't be easy. They're good. I mean, they've got very good players. You know, Morell's one of the best players in program history. Flanagan's very good player. It's been in the SEC for a long time, you know, between his time at Auburn and here. You know, they've got Brakefield, who's at Duke and transferred in, is a very skilled foreman, and then they've got real rim protection. You know, at their five spot, and shoot, their point guard Murray's been. They've got four guys that are scoring at a pretty high level, and he's one of them. He's quick. He gets in the paint. So we've had some issues with guys getting in the paint on us before. So it's going to be a tough game for us defensively. We, we're going to have to we're going to have to pick up our defense significantly from Saturday. Yeah, two if I can. First off, how's Reitzel progressing? And, and second, I mean, what kind of ownership do you sense that guys are taking in defense? Yeah, I mean, it, it's. I think they were embarrassed. It'd be hard not to after giving up 117. So I'm embarrassed that team I coach was that poor defensively. But, you know, it it's, comes and goes uh, with the ownership. It's, you know, you get embarrassed, play really hard. I told them it's got to become who you are. You can't be, you get motivated after a bad outing. And so, you know, they're motivated right now because they just gave up 117. We'll see if we face a little adversity tomorrow, how long the motivation lasts, and can they make it become who they are rather than just, you know, short motivational. I'm going to play hard because I get embarrassed the last play or the last game or the last four minutes. So. I do think they enough of them care, but we'll see if they care enough to make a, a lasting change. And then, right so with the head injury stuff, it's it's every day you got to reevaluate, make sure he's not getting a headache. So uh, I'm, he's still not 100% going to play tomorrow. But you know, it's like every morning you got to wake up for uh, Clark and Dr. Bittner are the ones that are handling that, but. Yeah, it'd be it'd be nice to have him back sooner rather than later, but you also don't want to rush him because uh, you don't. These things could go on and on if you don't handle it correctly in the right manner. So we're gonna do it the right way, not rush him back. But looking forward to getting him back as soon as we can. You had a lot of success coming off of losses, being able to bounce back from losses, especially in SEC play this year. What do you think about this group has led to that? And have you seen some of those same things over the past couple of days? Yeah, I think we got some competitors with some pride. I mean, you go down the list. Like, I thought Aaron Estrada has been great in practice, his defensive effort. Like, he's a guy that's played a lot of basketball, that's playing in his last season of college basketball, his eligibility is up. He, he doesn't want to look like we looked on Saturday. Uh, you know, I don't want us to look like that for him. Think about, like, I thought Grant Nelson's been a lot better. His leadership, Nick Pringle's had two of the best days he's ever had. You know, you kind of go down the list and think Mark understands he's got to guard better and he's, you know, 
thought yesterday in practice he was really good. You know, that was our one hard day we went. You know, we wasn't going to kill him the day before a game, but we, we were off Sunday. We went hard yesterday. We went long. We went hard for the end of February. You know, and I think there's a lot of guys, you know, Ryland's one of our better defenders, and he wasn't where he needed to be for us against Kentucky. I think, I think guys have some pride that, you know, you take a loss, like we're definitely not coming back and playing bad back-to-back. So, you know, it's going to be hard to get this win on the road, but I think our guys are going to play extremely hard trying to get the win. Um, who's come the furthest from the beginning of the season when you were harping on defense right out of the gate? And uh, among guys who weren't already good defensively, who now um, are there or are almost there? It's a good question. Um, day to day, week to week, it probably changes. I mean, Ryland wasn't very good in our first scrimmage against TCU. He's He picked it up pretty quickly, and he's been pretty good for the most part. I think Sears is showing he's got the capabilities of being a really good defender. I thought he was great yesterday in practice. Uh, but, you know, it, it, it's probably a little too early to say if he's, you know, we'll see over the next two weeks how much he he improves. Like Sam Walters was a disaster on defense at the beginning of the year, like to put it bluntly, and he knows it. And he just never really had to guard anybody. You know, he's an elite shooter and he's going to stay in the game in high school no matter what. They'd go to a zone, whatever. Like he's come a long ways. He's actually not a disaster anymore. I'm not going to come out and say he's Kawhi Leonard yet, but he's come a long ways. He's 6'9". He's learning. He's put some weight on. He's got some toughness to him. I thought he had a tough offensive rebound put back against Florida. He had the tip where we got it. So, you know, you see his toughness and physicality starting to come into play on the defensive end, on the, on the offensive rebounding side. I think Sam maybe has made a, as big a jump now. He had the biggest jump to make, but he's maybe made the biggest jump. And, you know, we could – ow, he wasn't very good against Kentucky. None of us were really. But I'd like to see him bounce back and really play well against Old Miss because I think he's been trying, really trying to be about the right things and make a, a jump defensively. So, yeah, I, I don't – it's a hard question to ask because we had a lot of guys that need to make big jumps. Probably Sam need to make the biggest, and I think he maybe has made the biggest. From the beginning of the season, as it's become clear that like the defense is an issue that has lasted throughout, have you noticed teams coming at you differently game plan-wise from then to now? You know what? I think some teams will push a little. You know, teams are afraid to run on us typically. They don't want to get a running match with us. but. Some teams have tried to get out and transition a little bit more to test our transition D because that's been a little suspect at times. And Kentucky exposed us tremendously in transition. Uh, I actually hope teams keep trying to push it on, on us in transition because obviously we'd like to get an up and down game, 80-plus possessions like we had Kentucky. We, we just need to do a much better job on our defensive end doing that. So I think teams maybe have tried to play a little faster in transition. You know, I, I just think they shoot whatever they do well. We haven't been able to take it away. So I don't think teams are changing the game plan that much. They, they go to what they do well, and 
we haven't been able to take it away very often, and they they keep going at it. So we're going to have to figure out how to take take away what they do well better. We're going to have to figure out how to get back and garden transition better. And, you know, we had the issue with the uh, defensive rebounding, particularly the A&M game. But, you know, we were able to still score it well enough that game. The Florida game, we were able to offensive rebound ourselves enough that game. But, you know, Kentucky – who's not one of the better rebounding teams in the country. I mean, we out-rebounded them by a, a few, but we need to out, really out-rebound them a lot more. So there's plenty of areas teams can't expose us on, and they're, whatever they do well, that's what they've been getting to. We, we haven't been able to do a great job taking away what another team does well, to be honest with you. You talked a lot about turnovers after the game, too. Just how much of that is an emphasis with the way that Ole Miss is able to steal the ball? Yeah, I, they... they do have some guys that can go take the ball and they, they shoot every team I've ever coached against that Chris Beard coaches, they play hard, it's no exception. Every time I've watched his teams play, they're one of the hardest playing teams. So playing hard, getting steals goes hand in hand. He, you know, their system's been able to turn people over every year he's been in college basketball. So it, it's definitely concerning because we've had some issues with turnovers and, and as bad as our defense was against Kentucky, our turnovers might have been e even worse because that got their transition offense going and it, it really hurt our offense too. So we, we were awful defensively. We were equally as bad, if not worse, in taking care of the ball against Kentucky. So both of those points have been made to our guys and we, we got to do a much better job taking care of the ball. All right, so that's Nate Oates. Uh, just seems... Uh, Obviously, he used the word embarrassed uh, once during that interview. I think just once. I know I heard it once. Uh, I think Saturday shook him up. Uh, I think he believed his team was going to go to Kentucky and compete and have a chance to win. And yet it very well may have been. If we look back at it, I know how it ended at just 22. But when they're down 38 with about six minutes left in the game, it was looking like the most embarrassing day of basketball in his Alabama coaching career. It'll be really interesting to see how his team responds tonight. I think for Alabama to have a legitimate chance to win or tie for the SEC title, I think a win tonight is imperative. Obviously, there's a path even if they don't win tonight. But I think for mindset and what happens moving forward, I think a win at Ole Miss has to happen. All right, when we get back, our man Luke Robinson from Locked On Bama. Thanks for being with us, everybody, on the Locked On Wednesday edition of the Max Roundtable. This is ESPN's Laura Rutledge, and you're listening to the Max Roundtable on ESPN, The Ticket, and ESPN 106.7. The thoughts and opinions of the host of the Max Roundtable do not necessarily represent those of Max Credit Union or other sponsors. Earn more on your balances with the Max Elevate Money Market. Enjoy the competitive rate benefits of certificate accounts with no fixed terms and more flexibility. Earn more on your balances and access them anytime. You expect more and Max delivers. See our amazing rates at MyMax.com Elevate. Max. Smart money made simple. Federally insured by NCUA. Certain restrictions apply. The green flag waves in the Pennzoil 400. Trouble, we got a car. It looks like Legato goes sideways, bounced off the wall. Hamlin leads Larson by about three feet as they go to one. Larson looks to the top. Eric Almarola, I think, is just 
slammed the wall. Yellow flag is out. Truex battles back to the bottom of the racetrack. They're all stacked up behind him. A Pennzoil 400 presented by Jiffy Lube at Las Vegas. Sunday at 1.30. Get your motor running. Weekly on your NASCAR station. ESPN The Ticket. We're Montgomery, Alabama. The place where the bus boycott gave birth to the civil rights movement. Did you know we are also a high-tech hub for education? On the cutting edge of the nation's cyber defense and home to one of the few internet exchanges in the southeast. We have exceptional weather, great shopping, fine dining, a symphony orchestra, one of the largest Shakespearean theaters in the world, and 90 city parks. The capital of dreams. Proud of our past, poised for the future. Visit DreamMontgomery.com today. Hello, sports fans. The Alabama State Senate will soon decide if you get the right to vote on a lottery, casinos, and sports betting. But they need to hear from you. Did you know Alabama is one of only 12 states where you can't legally bet on sports? House Bill 151 allows you to choose whether you can place a bet on the big game this weekend. Call your state senator today and tell them to vote yes on the lottery and gaming bill. For more information, go to sportsbettingalliance.org. Paid for by Sports Betting Alliance. Sportsbettingalliance.org. Peyton's Place might be the only meat and three restaurant in town with the drive-thru window. Need a quick lunch that's not fast food? Peyton's Place drive-thru is the answer. Come inside and dine or pick it up at the window. They serve lunch Monday through Friday from 11 to 2. Call in your order for carryout or drive-thru at 396-3630. That's Peyton's Place, the number two, and eat.com. Peyton's Place, Atlanta Highway across from Faulkner University. Call 396-3630 for carryout or drive-thru. Peyton's Place. Parsley here with Budget Car and Truck Sales Montgomery and Prattville. We've moved all our inventory to the Montgomery location for this huge event. One-stop shopping with no waiting. Selling your car? Buyers on site. Most offers way over Kelly Blue Book. Banks and loan officers with rates from 1.9 and terms up to 84 months. All in one giant location. It's dime time. Dime time's the right time for you to buy a nicer, newer car you deserve. That's right, one thin dime. Keep the jingle in your pocket with Dime Time. For this event, Budget's teamed up with Capital One. If you received an invitation for this event, you're approved. Getting approved is fast, simple, and easy with banks that want to say yes. With even bigger news, the Capital One event has now been open to the public with no impact to your credit. 100% credit approval is our goal. So if you've got a dime and some time, Dime Time could be right for you. BudgetSaysYes.com. That's BudgetSaysYes.com. One giant location, 61 Mendel Parkway, just off Atlanta Highway, next to Fraser Church in Montgomery. Call 334-244-9777. Dime Time. When you think of chiropractic care, I'll bet you only think of a doctor that can help alleviate back and neck pain. This is Dr. Bob Hollis of HealthStar Chiropractic, and I want to talk about another patient who came in, this time with knee pain. He said that he wanted to see if we could help him before he went to see an orthopedic doctor. Just like the patient with back issues I've been telling you about, after we stretched and adjusted his knee, he told us that he was walking upstairs the very next day without any pain. Many of HealthStar patients come looking for non-surgical options, and we help them maintain their aging bones and prevent the need for surgery. At HealthStar Clinic, we offer a wide variety of medical-based treatments that allow us to provide quick pain relief for suffering patients. You can see what all ailments we treat at our website, HealthStarClinic.com. We are located just off Taylor Road across from Applebee's and in Prattville on Cobbs Ford Road where you can now find me. Come by and let's see if we can relieve your pain. You might be pleasantly surprised by the results. 
Welcome back to the Max Roundtable with Doug Amos, brought to you by Max Credit Union. Get in touch one of three ways. Call 334-517-1210, text 334-313-1170, or email mrt at espntheticket.com. This is Locked On Wednesday, the Max Roundtable's inside look at the goings-on in Tuscaloosa and Auburn. Locked On Wednesday is brought to you by the town of Pike Road. Welcome home. Joining Doug for his deep dive into the Crimson Tide is the host of the Locked On Bama podcast, Luke Robinson. Welcome to the Locked on Bama part of our program. And the guy that gets it done at Locked on Bama, along with Jimmy Stein, is our longtime friend, Luke Robinson. Luke, good afternoon, buddy. How are you? I'm doing great. Can you guys hear me okay? We can. You're doing fine. Uh, You know, like with Zach, I'll start with some football stuff. I think spring practice begins next week. Have seen some things that have come out. Uh, this week that uh, the restrictions on spring practice viewing and access to the staff will not be the same as it was under Nick Saban. Uh, Just give me your impressions of things you've heard from Kalen DeBoer over the last couple of weeks now that he's really got his feet on the ground and getting ready for his first spring practice. The guy sounds really confident and he doesn't seem to be shying away from the pressure that the this job brings no I don't think he is at all and what I said years ago was this this is why I wanted Debo Sweeney maybe five seven years ago to, to succeed Nick Saban because I thought we'd have to go you can't go with somebody that's like Nick Saban because there is nobody like Nick Saban so I thought you'd have to go completely the other direction go opposite and have somebody that's a little bit more loosey-goosey but still, you know, obviously an emphasis on winning and, and getting the things done that need to be done. And all of a sudden, I feel like Kalen DeBoer is that guy. I mean, he's obviously won everywhere he's been. He's uh, removing a lot of these restrictions, which worked fine under Nick Saban. You know why? Because Nick Saban was essentially a dictator, and we needed to be dictated. <laughs> I mean, yep. we as a fan base needed that. And he ran the ship, and it's okay to run it that way if you always get the job done, which he did. Um, If you try to run it that way and you're not a very good coach, it's not going to work very long. But he was respected. And I think Kalen DeBoer is also going to be respected, but in another light. I think uh, the reporters already are just beside themselves. It's going to be so different because so many of these reporters and so many times on our podcast, we've had to come up with our own theories and thoughts about what is actually being said? What does the assistant coach think? What does this player think? Because there was so, such limited access. Well, what did we hear from somebody who did happen to get a sneak peek at practice? Well, now you're going to be able to see it all, and you're just going to be able to report exactly what's happening. In a way, it's going to be less creative for everybody because you had to come up with your own theories about what's happening out there on the practice practice field, and now – you're going to be able to see it firsthand. You're just going to be able to report exactly what you saw. What's your take, Luke, on 
the general feeling, I'm not saying it's, saying it's your feeling, but I'm saying it seems to be the majority of the feelings of people that are talking about the 2024 college football season that Alabama is just definitely not going to be one of the elite teams. Uh, a lot of people have them, you know, even in the SEC, not only behind Georgia and Texas, but also behind perhaps Missouri and Ole Miss, uh, maybe even others. Uh, I'm looking at the odds uh, per bet online uh, to make the 12-team playoff, and there are 14 teams with better odds or, or you know, higher odds to make it uh, to there before Alabama, including teams like Arizona, Ole Miss, Miami, Utah, Kansas State. Uh, how do you think that's going over, and is that, in your opinion, going to be used that nobody believes in Alabama but Alabama? You know, I find it kind of funny, but I think you do need to take it in context. And one reason, it's not just that they think these teams are necessarily better than Alabama. That's not what it is. I think they're factoring in the schedule. If you look at Missouri's or Ole Miss's schedule, uh, for instance, their schedules are easier than Alabama. Now, Missouri does have to travel to Alabama, uh, but Ole Miss avoids Alabama. Um, they avoid Auburn. They do have to play Georgia, but they play them at home. And, I mean, uh, the Sirius XM guys are going over Ole Miss's schedule day. They were like, it would almost be a disappointment if they didn't win 10, 11 games. And if they do that, they're going to make the playoffs. So I get that because they don't have to go to Wisconsin or they don't have to uh, take on – some of these teams on the road, like Oklahoma on the road, they get Oklahoma at home moments. So I feel like a part of this is factoring in the schedule. I think if you were to say, okay, all things remaining equal, every team plays the same schedule, I think Alabama's odds would be much higher. But I saw that too. I mean, their odds are plus 225 to make the playoffs. Right. Ohio State's are like minus 1,000. Yes. And look, if I had to place a bet, I would – I would bet on Alabama. I feel like Ohio State's a pretty good lock to make, but I feel like Alabama's odds are also very good. I think people are selling them a little short. Hey, it's kind of refreshing to me. I mean, we've been getting too much credit yeah. for so long sometimes, so I'm, I'm kind of happy that we're going to be able to have a chip on our shoulder. I mean, Alabama last year uh, heading into 2023 had one of the lowest uh, returning pr- productivity deals in the country and also uh, had lost more players than most teams in the country. Uh, and and yet, where were they ranked preseason? Second? Third? That's right. And, I mean, conversely, look at it another way. You look at Alabama basketball, for instance, and they still haven't earned that extra respect yet. They, they probably should be earning it. But, you know, to start the season, they weren't predicted in the top four of the SEC, and here they are leading the whole thing. Um, and, you know, I know they got blasted at Kentucky. We'll probably talk about that in a minute. But uh, this is a really good Alabama team, even though they had all this turnover. So I, I think it's, uh, you know, Alabama on the basketball side probably deserves a little more respect. And Alabama on the football side probably has gotten a little too much respect at times. But, um, hey, that's just the way it is. And I think that's the way rankings are always going to be. They're going to favor the teams that have done the most uh, over the years. With practice beginning next week, I asked Zach this as well. If you sat down, had a sit down with Kalen DeBoer, just you and him, where would you take the discussion from the outset? What would you like to hear and know from Kalen DeBoer one-on-one? What I would really like to know is 
are you really a throw-it-around-the-yard kind of guy, or are we going to see Alabama be able to use this talented running back room the way that I think a lot of Alabama fans want to use it? Because I think in the end, in the, in the SEC, you still got to have a really good running attack. It doesn't have to be one guy. It can be a platoon, but I would like to see that. And um, I would also like to ask him, hey, are you really ready for this? <laughs> because this is a big deal. I mean, look, this is uh, you're, you're in the bright lights now. You're in the SEC. And it's one thing to come in and, and coach one of the more underdog teams. You know, it's one thing for Lane Kiffin to do it. I mean, he's had the spotlight on him even when he's not coaching. Um, and for him, he doesn't have a lot to lose. Kalen DeBoer is walking into the, the biggest shadow of all time. And it, it's going to be a, a difficult task. But I just want to know how confident he really is about doing this. And, again, maybe I wouldn't be able to report that. Maybe he'd say, hey, this is off the record, but I'm scared to death. Uh, I would be, but, um, you know, I feel like he's ready for it. I hope he is. But, you know, just like these rankings, um, Jimmy and I were talking on the podcast the other day about how there's so many people saying, well, Kalen DeBoer is going to be great. Alabama's not going to miss the beat. And there are other people saying, oh, he's just Husky Harson. He's not, he's, this guy's going to be a complete failure. Look, Alabama's recruiting is already in the 40s right now, and they only have two commitments. And, I mean, it's, it's – is February of 24. We've got a whole year before we have to sign anybody. So I think the truth is going to be somewhere in the middle, and I hope it leans more to Alabama's not going to skip a beat. But let's at least let the guy go up there and coach a few games and see how this thing goes. What message does it send in your mind? You know, you're not old enough. I am old enough uh, to remember – the changes Ray Perkins made when he when he took Bears place and he took the tower down and changed the uniform some and did some other stuff that really kind of bothered a lot of the older uh, rank and file Bama fan the the older dudes that still wanted to have their hand in the kitty. Uh, what do you, message does it send that Kalen DeBoer is confident enough in himself to say, okay, we are going to do at least a few things different with how. I deal with the media with how things happen with our practices. First of all, I am old enough to remember. Okay, I'm good. Not, I thought you look I'm not, younger. I'm, not, I'm 51. Uh, I know I got a baby face. I still can't grow a beard. But uh, I'll tell you a funny story about that really quickly. When Alabama did hire Ray Perkins, uh, at the time I was an Alabama fan, but I wasn't a diehard. Uh, I mean, I just wasn't following football like I do now, obviously. And I remember my father saying, hey, you know, Alabama. Uh, found Bears' successor, uh, it's Ray Perkins. Do you know who that is? And I said, yeah, doesn't he host Mutual Omaha's Wild Kingdom? <laughs> and he was like, no, that's Marlon Perkins. But, uh, uh, yeah, that was that's not my proudest moment. Um, so you, were, you weren't joking. You actually thought that. Oh, no. I was not joking. <laughs> and it just was – it's one of the – that's one of the times that I said, I better start looking into this football thing a little more. <laughs> but, um, see, I think back then – people were more traditionalist-oriented. Now, look, I consider myself a traditionalist, but a new-age traditionalist. I'm fine with some change, and uh, sometimes we do need to change. Um, and now I think this, this generation is like they want to change all the time. Otherwise, they get bored. I mean, we're in an ADD society where, you know, you can't you know, walk two steps without uh, looking at your phone, see what the weather is, see who texted you, see who called you, see what's going on on the Internet. I mean, we've got to know everything all the time, and it's always just moving. It never stops. It's, it's like a, a great white shark. If it stops, it'll die. So uh, everybody wants change. So I think change is going to be welcome this time. I mean, had this happened you know, way back then, I can see wh- how it 
ruffled feathers back in the early 80s because everybody was like, we've always done it this way. It's worked really well. Don't change a thing. Well, now, I mean, the, the sport itself changes on a daily basis, so you might as well change uh, the way you approach the sport. I mean, I get it. I agree with you. I think it uh, certainly sends a confident message. Um, you know, I, I tend to wonder what Nick's – I wonder if he had the discussion with Nick Saban about that or if he just made that decision and didn't – you know, he's, he said from the outcome, I want to learn something every day from Nick Saban. I wonder if he picked his brain on why he felt – keeping his the one voice uh, adage, you know, not letting his assistants coach or not letting his assistant coaches talk to the media or let uh, the media watch much of practice. I wonder if that discussion was ever had. You know, I certainly hope so because I think Nick Saban is probably the greatest football resource on the planet right now. But if he didn't do that, again, I'm taking the posture of uh, uh, patience. Yeah. I want to wait and see how Kalen DeBoer does this himself. I mean, personally, I would love to see, have heard that he and Nick Saban have become best buds, but I also see the danger in that. Yeah. In that people will be like, ah, oh, Nick Saban's just hanging around. I, you already see people talking about that. But honestly, I want to tell you again, I, we talked about it last week. I went to that Saban Legacy Awards thing uh, the previous Monday, and Saban was, I mean, you could, there's almost like this aura of relief around him that he's not having to deal with the, the day-to-day coaching. And I thought that was going to be the thing that would kill him. And in fact, boy, he's embraced retirement like nobody else. So, I mean, I bet you Saban is sort of like, hey, I'm here if you need me, but I'm not going to shadow you. I'm going to just let you be you. And if you want to ask me a question, come do it. And uh, I feel like Saban, Saban made it very clear at that Legacy Award thing, by the way. He's like, hey, Miss Terry and I, all we want is good things for Alabama. We want good things for college football, but we want good things for Alabama. We're, we're just Alabama all the way, and uh, that got a rousing standing ovation. So um, I think he will be there if DeBoer needs him, and I think he's got enough sense to know, hey, DeBoer will call me if he needs me. I don't have to call him. Totally agree with you. Can you stick with me? We'll take a break and come back and talk some basketball. Sure. We will take a break. Luke Robinson from Locked on Bama. Go subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and also to their YouTube page. He and Jimmy Stein just do an incredible job keeping the Alabama fan base informed. They got a lot of people that watch and listen that aren't Alabama fans too because they do a wonderful job of letting you know where things are with this athletic program. Stick around. More coming your way right after this on the Wednesday edition of the Max Roundtable. This is Dory Nokub. You're listening to the Max Roundtable with Doug Amos on ESPN The Ticket and ESPN 1067. Earn more on your balances with the Max Elevate Money Market. Enjoy the competitive rate benefits of certificate accounts with no fixed terms and more flexibility. Earn more on your balances and access them anytime. You expect more and Max delivers. See our amazing rates at MyMax.com elevate. Max. Smart money made simple. Federally insured by NCUA. Certain restrictions apply. It was 1917. Charlie Chaplin appeared as the little tramp. Walt Disney graduated from high school. And Woodrow Wilson was re-elected president. And in Montgomery, Chris has sold their very first hot dog. 
forward to the 1950s, Hank Williams was hanging out at Chris's. Up through the 70s and 80s, many stars and politicians discovered Montgomery's little secret. Jump ahead to the new millennium, Riverwalk Stadium, the alleyway, and the new downtown. It's now 100 years later, and Chris's is still serving their world-famous hot dogs at 138 Dexter Avenue. How long has it been since you've tasted the city's most famous hot dog? Make Chris's part of your family history. Still family-owned and operated, Chris's makes every hot dog and hamburger to order. Take Chris's to your next party or event. Call-in orders are welcome. Online at chrishotdogs.com and on Facebook. Chris's Famous Hot Dogs. Taste the tradition. February is made for love, and Larry Puckett Chevrolet would love to thank you for helping make January a great month, and they intend to make February even bigger. Now, you may be asking yourself, how do they intend to do that? Easy. It's by offering the lowest car and truck prices in central Alabama. New 2024 models, cars, trucks, and SUVs are arriving daily. They even have some new 2023 models that they are giving year-end, year-begins deals. Larry Puckett needs used cars and trucks, so whether you have a trade-in or just an extra car you want to sell, bring it to Larry Puckett Chevrolet and get a great offer. You'll love the prices, you'll love the selection, you'll love the service, you'll love the financing, and you'll love your buying experience so much you'll want to tell your neighbors. That's why for umpteen years, Larry Puckett's customers have been doing the talking. Larry Puckett Chevrolet, Cobbs Ford Road in Prattville. Before you stop by, you can shop them online at LarryPuckett.com. How much do you pay to get a two-piece suit cleaned at your dry cleaners? Is it over $20? Lily's Cleaners charges only $16. Lily's Cleaners also offers military discounts. And if you bring in 20 pieces to be cleaned, Lily's will deduct 20% off your bill. Lily's Cleaners on Dow Raider Road at the Atlanta Highway just behind Dollar Tree and just off the Eastern Bypass on the Lagoon Business Loop, which is the road that runs beside Walter Craig. Lily's Cleaners, where price cleans clothes. If you're looking for the best opportunity for copier multifunction systems and printers, look no further than ABS Business Systems of Montgomery. It's locally owned by Eddie and Judy Cobb, and they are service-oriented. Ten service techs to take care of all of your needs. But most of all, Eddie and Judy have built their business on integrity and trust. It's ABS Business Systems of Montgomery. Give them a call at 334-396-0809. This is Russ Chandler. My family and I have been taking our vehicles to Japanese Auto for over 35 years. There's three generations of Chandlers that use Japanese Auto. We also take my wife's Suburban by there, and he works on that as well. In the past, we had taken our vehicles to the dealership, paid considerably more than what we pay Ronnie and his guys to do. Ronnie is straightforward. He's honest. If he tells you that this is wrong with your car and it's going to take this much to fix it, then he's going to take care of it. When you see the customer service and the level of professionalism, you will absolutely recommend Japanese auto to a friend. At Auburn University, we're not just learners, we're doers. In every corner of the state, Auburn men and women put knowledge to work, fueling the state's economy and building healthier, more prosperous communities. We partner with local leaders to solve local challenges and create access to opportunities that benefit all. To learn how Auburn's at work in your community, visit auburn.edu slash across Alabama. This message is sponsored by Auburn University, the Alabama Broadcasters Association, and this station. The Max Roundtable with Doug Amos brought to you by Max Credit Union rolls on. Doug would love to hear from you. Call 334-517-1210. 
Text 334-313-1170 or email mrt at espntheticket.com. Wednesday, Luke Robinson, the host of Locked On Bama, with us. And I would say, as we move to basketball, Luke, um, from least uh, to most important goal left, I would say the first goal is to get uh, the uh, the double by, get in the top four. The next goal is to get at least a tie for the league title, and obviously the top goal would be to win it outright. We're talking about regular season goals here. Um, and it looks to me like to win it outright, a win tonight is imperative. Over an Ole Miss team now, Luke, that's lost five of six, and the only win in that six is a narrow three-point win over Missouri in Oxford. You agree with my thoughts? I do. I think this is the most important game on the schedule. I mean, some people, everybody's going to be pointing to Tennessee because game day is coming and it's going to be a big deal and it is a home game and that's fantastic. But if you lose this game, that that game loses a lot of significance uh, nationally. Now, you can certainly survive a loss here if you get a win at Florida and beat Tennessee and beat Arkansas, whatever. But, I mean, if you ask me, this is the most important game of the season. And I think Alabama should win it. I mean, they're favored. Uh, I think they're the better team. The, the one thing that scares me is uh, Ole Miss got buried at home by South Carolina recently, but South Carolina plays defense. Alabama doesn't, not, at least not well. Now, Alabama can bury you with offense occasionally, but they typically do that at home. Um, even the wins on the road against middling teams like Georgia, like Mississippi State, like LSU, like Vanderbilt, um, they've been able to get those wins. But at the same time, there was a lot of defensive lapses. Uh, Vanderbilt almost came all the way back against Alabama. LSU came back from a big lead, and uh, Alabama was able to, you know, to win obviously and, and win kind of big. But uh, it wasn't because of defense. Georgia uh, had a big lead against Alabama. And it was their offensive prowess that leads them back. So, um, yeah, I think this Ole Miss game is absolutely huge. Uh, I will say this: I'm really disappointed with the league in the sense that Alan Flanagan is playing. I just feel like that is what, what a horrible precedent they set. You suspend Muhammad Wagee, and he rightfully so. He should have been suspended. I would have understood if they had suspended him two games. I would have understood it. But what Alan Flanagan did was worse. It was more malicious. It was more intentional. And um, it was more dangerous. And they decided that his suspension for the however long of the rest of that game was, which I think it happened in the second half, was enough, and I feel like what a horrible precedent they have set. And in fact, I think it's even worse that Flanagan's happened just a couple of days after what what we did. And you would have thought they want to send a message like, "Hey, we're cutting this out now." And instead, they lightened the sentence. I just feel like that was a horrible misstep by the SEC. But having said that, um, it doesn't really matter. Alabama's got to get the win, no matter who's playing. I think they need to restructure the rule. Um, you know, the, the flagrant two and then the flagrant two with fighting are two different things. The fact that Wagi wasn't called for anything uh, in the game constituted an SEC response 
the fact that the the fact that Flanagan was dismissed for the game, DQ'd for the game by rule because for some reason they didn't think throwing an elbow to the jaw of somebody, which can be much more dangerous than a fist to the jaw, um, what was a fighting move because the referees didn't determine that to be. That's why they said punishment was you know, administered on Saturday. I thought that the SEC would take a little rope that certainly they would have and say, although it was not determined to be flagrant to with fighting on the scene, we feel in looking more closely at the film that it was an aggressive move that would have fallen into the fighting part. Like a friend of mine said, Luke, so just because the guy didn't get up and throw a punch back uh, makes it not fighting. Uh, So it's interesting for sure. Yeah, that's exactly what I said. That um, you know, so what you're saying is if the other guy had, had had the wherewithal to throw a punch, then they both would be suspended for the next game. That that makes absolutely no sense when one of them was clearly the aggressor, clearly with malicious intent, and just really a horrible play and, and just a terrible move. And look, um, there wasn't anything that seemed to instigate it. He just comes down and just waylays the South Carolina yeah, guy. Yeah, it was it one just, of the worst things it, I've seen. And it's just disgusting. I, and I can't believe the SEC is standing behind that. Well, I, I kind of predicted that they would, really. Um, was hoping that they would look deeper into it and, and, again, go outside of what they would normally do and make a decision. But when, when, he, when it was announced by the officials on the floor that he is disqualified for a flagrant two foul, that pretty much ended my thoughts that it was he was going to get a suspension because if you look at the rule book, flagrant two, the penalty is one thing. Flagrant two with fighting, the penalty is something else. Yeah. I mean, again, if they want to get into the semantics like that, that's fine. I think every now and again you've got to show, show some leadership. I mean, you want to go to the letter of the law, fine. But, um, I'm with you. It, no, I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying I, I, I know why they didn't do it. I, I, I disagree yeah, I that you. they didn't do it. I hear you. All right. Now, I, meanwhile, I, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just well, gonna, was gonna say. Was, <laughs> no, you go, you ahead, go ahead, bro. bro. You, you're the guest. You go ahead, bro. Well, I was gonna say uh, I don't want to get away from the basketball talk uh, necessarily college-wise, but I'm here calling AHSA finals games right now. Oh yeah. And. Uh, it's a ton of fun. I highly encourage everybody to come out. Mountain Brook's going to be taking on Carver Montgomery here uh, in a couple of hours, and this place is going to be slammed. It's going to be awesome. Are you on but, the call uh, on that one? I'm not. I called the first two games of the day, and then I sit two games, and I'll call the next two games. So uh, we have a rotation. And uh, I did just call Buckhorn, though. He's got Caleb Holt. All he did was have zero points in the first quarter. He finished with 37 points, I think seven rebounds, six steals, I think four blocks, and four assists. He led his, his team in every single category. He is an absolutely amazing phenom, uh, only a sophomore. It, there's a chance he'll reclassify uh, and, and you know be ready after next year. But this kid, he might be the best player I've ever seen. And I got to call the uh, Parker versus LaFleur game that had Eric Bledsoe taking on DeMarcus Cousins. I mean, he's, he's unreal. What are your thoughts on his recruitment? Well, I think Alabama and Auburn are certainly in the middle of it, but I mean, he's going to be a nationwide thing. And, you know, right now, the way things stand, I, this is not 
inside knowledge of any description. But I would say that, I mean, certainly NIL is going to be a factor, and it should be. I mean, because he's going to earn it. I mean, this guy could play for Alabama or Auburn right now and start. There's no doubt in my mind as a sophomore. No doubt in my mind. He's just that good, that quick. He's already uh, strong as an ox. can jump out of the gym. Um, he's unstoppable around the rim. And he he was 0 for 3 from beyond the arc today, but he's got a pretty three-point shot. And he's just a – he's just <clears> – <throat> Crazy good, and uh, in terms of his recruitment, it's not going to surprise me if it's, it's a nationwide thing. Alabama and Auburn are certainly going to be there fighting for it. He is uh, certainly listening to both of them. I think he's perfect for either system. I don't know if there's a system he's not perfect for. So uh, it's hard to say there's a long way to go. I think part of it's going to depend on his reclassification if that were to happen. But um, whoever gets him, they're getting a one and done for sure. You know, you just mentioned system, and, you know, here's the deal. If you look at the last four, if Alabama wins one of its two road games and both home games, in other words, they've got to beat Tennessee, and then if they're able to beat Arkansas and win either tonight or in Gainesville, which is a much tougher uh, road to hoe, I would think, they can get no worse than a tie for the league title. That's the worst they could do uh, at 14 and four. Um, and, and, you know, it, to me, whether you tie for it or not, that would be three titles in four years. And that would absolutely validate the way, the way that Nate Oates is coaching basketball. I mean, honestly, and I talked to Brian Passing the other day. Uh, he's a buddy of mine. And yeah, mine guy. too. He does the color for Alabama, obviously. And uh, we talked about this. And it's just so funny how there's some people who lost their minds after Alabama gave up 117 to Kentucky. Hey, it's a lot of points. Hey, it's ugly. It, it, it wasn't a good performance. But in the end, it's basketball and it's one game. I mean, ease up. And, yeah, we got you know beat by 18 at Auburn or whatever, got beat by 20 at Tennessee. One game. Alabama's still leading. And, you know, they've won four of the last six SEC championships that are available. So, Nate Oates' system is fine. There was a, a – writer that came out and said, you know what Alabama needs is like this big bruiser that'll come out and rebound and do this and do that. And uh, Brian actually tweeted back at him, yeah, you know, boy, it, it would be awesome if Alabama could be in the title mix every single year. Oh, wait, they are. Nate um, <laughs> Oates' system is going just fine. Look, Kentucky uh, had to scratch and claw to beat Mississippi uh, State last night. Uh, BYU goes in and beats Kansas. It's a weird year. And if Alabama's uh, hot, they can make a deep run in this tournament uh, when it come March. So I think NATO's system is just fine the way it is. I think that, uh, yeah, it would be great if they had somebody else who could get some extra rebounds. But let's also remember this. I 100% believe this staff thought Charles Bediaco would be back. He decided to test the waters, and it hadn't worked out for him. It's, it's becoming pretty obvious he should have come back for another year. And if he had done that, I don't think we'd be worried about Alabama and defense quite as much because they'd have a rim protector and a rebound. Totally agree with you. Absolutely agree with you. Alabama seems to respond well after these type losses. Uh, so what do you expect to see tonight in Oxford? And first off, let me just ask you this, though. Uh, don't, he certainly was not committal on Latrell uh, Reitzel uh, heading into tonight's game yesterday when he met with the media. What are you hearing about that? Some people I've heard that I've spoken with believe they'll hold him out until Tennessee. 
Yeah, I think he's going to be out tonight. I mean, I can't guarantee that, but it sure seems that way. Um, would love to have him back, but uh, I think he's going to be out one more game and then be ready for Tennessee. And, you know, concussions, and apparently this is what this is, are something you just got to, you know, you got to take take slowly now. But um, I think Alabama's going to win tonight. I'm not super confident in it, but you're right. They usually bounce back. They haven't lost two SEC games in a row yet uh, this season. And um, they have done well against teams they should beat on the road. I mean, you know, Kentucky, it's tough to go in there and win and rough. Alabama's done it, but, I mean, it's, it's difficult. Um, then winning at Neville Arena, I mean, how many people have done that? Not many. Kentucky's done it. Nobody else has done it this year. Um, and then winning at Tennessee, also very, very difficult. So um, I feel like that they, they will take care of a team they should beat. Ole Miss is floundering right now. And I think Alabama will go in there with a different attitude and play a lot better. Hopefully they shoot the lights out and, and get a big win. It's an 8 o'clock tip on ESPN2. My guess is you won't see the start of it on ESPN2 because for whatever reason, ESPN hadn't learned, Luke Robinson, that two hours for a big, big basketball game that most likely will have a lot of timeouts in the last five minutes never finishes in two hours. So uh, you'll either have to go to the app or somewhere probably to watch the start of Alabama Ole Miss. When are they going to figure that out, Luke? That it, It's kind of ridiculous, if you want to be honest. It, it, it's so dumb, and i got to give a shout-out to the HSA. They have made a rule change this year. They're no more one-in-one. And what they do is they do the women's model. Right. Where every quarter the fouls restart, and if the team gets to five-team foul, the other team shoots immediately two free throws. No more one-and-one. And what that does is if you're down eight with 30 seconds left to go, you're less likely to foul because, you know, if you're at 16 fouls, because you know you're going to give them two free throws. And it just, I mean, prolongs the game because everybody goes there and tries to get the one-and-one, one, hope they miss the first one, et cetera, and the game just takes forever. Just about every single one of these games has started on time for the H-A- HSA this time, and that is a first. And I have loved this new rule, and it's helped a ton. Do you, how far away, final question, are we, or, if, or are we ever going to see – the men's college basketball rules change with quarters instead of halves. College basketball is the only level of basketball you will find that plays two halves and not four quarters. And it's been proven that four quarters moves the game along, as you've just described. Yeah, I'm for it. Um, but, and, again, this goes back to that whole thing about change, right? I mean, 10 years ago I'd probably been against it, but I'm, I'm for it now. I've seen – how well it can move things along. And you're right, it's the only one that does it this way. And, look, there's nothing wrong with being the only one that does it a certain way, but there is something wrong when ESPN, CBS, ABC, all of them, they say, okay, we're going to space every basketball game out by two hours. They never, ever, ever end on time. It just doesn't happen. So let's go to something where it can end on time because it is so frustrating. I mean, I'm, I, I, there are a lot of people like me, they record the game. And what do you do? You miss the first 20 minutes of the game because BYU is fouling Cincinnati with, with 30 seconds left. I mean, it just it, let's not do that anymore. Let's let's uh, let's make it where we can see this thing on time, or do it this way instead of starting it at eight o'clock, start it at 8:15 or something like that. Say, give them extra 15 minutes, and y'all don't mind going to the studio. Those talking heads love to talk. Let them do their thing. If you have to go there a little early. 
But uh, yeah, we got to two hours is not enough time to get a basketball nope. game, and we've learned that the hard way. Luke, I know you'll do a great job on the call. You've done it for years. I've always enjoyed watching the games and listening to the games that you're doing, whether they're on AHSAA radio or on the TV broadcast. Have fun up there this week, man, and uh, we'll talk next week. All right. Have a great day, Doug. You, you bet. Luke Robinson from Locked On Bama. All right. Locked On SEC Hour begins. And when we get back, I'm getting a little pushback on the using the word narcissist to describe one John Calipari. I'm going to go over a little bit of that with you and read some of the texts that I've gotten, and then we're going to hear him from last night. I am open to the suggestion that I may have an opinion predetermined on John Calipari, on Cal. Not a big fan. Never have been a big fan, but we'll address it when Locked On SEC Hour begins. Don't forget, later on in that hour, Chris Gordy joins us. We are back right after this on a Wednesday. This is the SEC Network's Roman Harper, and you're listening to the Max Roundtable with Doug on ESPN The Ticket and ESPN 106.7. Earn more on your balances with the Max Elevate Money Market. Enjoy the competitive rate benefits of certificate accounts with no fixed terms and more flexibility. Earn more on your balances and access them anytime. You expect more and Max delivers. See our amazing rates at MyMax.com slash Elevate. Max, smart money made simple. Federally insured by NCUA. Certain restrictions apply. 107.5 is W298BC Montgomery. ESPN The Ticket. Weekends are made for NASCAR. Your NASCAR station in Central Alabama is ESPN The Ticket. Hear all of the action of the NASCAR Cup races on Central Alabama Sports Leader. NASCAR on The Ticket is brought to you in part by Bud Light. Easy to drink, easy to enjoy. Basil's Truck and Camper. Mid-State Driving Academy. Tire City on the Atlanta Highway and Southern Boulevard. United Heating and Air. And Larry Puckett Chevrolet, the radio home for NASCAR in the River Region, is ESPN, the ticket. Robert Pig with Pig Enterprises. Over two decades ago, when my dad had the wild idea to get into the car business, I never would have imagined being part of a multi-generational family business specializing in pre-owned vehicles. That's probably because I've heard every used car salesman joke you have, and who would want that? Neither did he. That's exactly why he started Pig Enterprises and why our family continues to do what we do today. We understand how awful car buying can be. We understand it can be stressful and overwhelming. We understand it's a big investment. This is exactly why we do the things we do completely different than the other guys. You'll be treated like family. Your money and time will be valued. You'll receive a top quality vehicle backed by our name and our free three-month, 3,000-mile pig certified warranty. There is a reason why we have repeatedly been named Dealer Raider Dealer of the Year for the state of Alabama. Come see for yourself. Come to Pig Enterprises and get a squeal of a deal. When it comes to your downtime, roll out the red carpet with top-of-the-line electronics at huge savings during Cohen's President's Day Sale. Elevate everything you watch with a Sony 65-inch smart TV as low as $6.99 and the breathtakingly realistic sound of a Sonos Beam soundbar for only $3.99. You'll never pay a dime more than you should with Cohen's price match guarantee on electronics and ask about special financing too. Keep more presidents in your pocket with the President's Day deals at Cohen's. Think outside the big box stores. Think Cohen's. 
Tired of low wages? The Open Road has no boundaries, and Mid-State Driving Academy can have you making more money with a secure future. Get your CDL while working at your current job. Now enrolling for day, night, and weekend classes. After you get your CDL, Mid-State can also direct you to where you can get employment. They offer in-house financing with no credit check. So if you're tired of the same old routine and want the excitement of the open road, start trucking. Go to their website at midstatedriving.com or call 866-996-1889. Introducing new Budweiser Nitro Gold. A lager brewed with toasted caramel malt and infused with nitro for a finish as silky smooth as a jazz sax solo. New Budweiser Nitro Gold. So smooth. Available now. Enjoy responsibly. 2020 Anheuser-Busch Budweiser Nitro Reserve Gold Locker. Ale in Texas, St. Louis, Missouri. This is Johnny from Sinclair's from Bond Road. We've been in business almost 30 years. Sinclair's East, Vaughnette Taylor. I think if you hadn't tried us, you should give us a try. We've got a great menu. Offered anything from chicken fingers, wings, salads, fajitas. At lunchtime, we do great country lunch with different vegetables and different meats every day. Sinclair's, where you get great sandwiches and our daily meat and three special at lunch. Two great pasta, chicken, steaks, and seafood for dinner. Our most popular items are we got a soup called she crab soup, which is extremely popular. We've got a bunch of pasta dishes which people love. Mediterranean chicken is my favorite. Sinclair's. We do live music, light stuff on Wednesdays and Thursdays, and then on Fridays and Saturdays, maybe three-piece bands or four-piece bands. Come see why Sinclair's has seen lesser restaurants come and go over the years. Johnny Sullivan Sinclair's at the corner of Vaughn and Taylor. Find them on Facebook at Sinclair's East. Google search Sinclair's Restaurant. Sinclair's. Central Alabama's best sports can be heard on WTXK, Pike Road, Montgomery. ESPN, the ticket. Time now for Hour 3 of the Max Roundtable with Doug Amos. Brought to you by Max Credit Union on ESPN The Ticket in the River Region and on ESPN 1067 in Auburn, Opelika. To talk sports, call 334-517-1210 or send him a message into the Pig Enterprises text box at 334-313-1170. Enjoy today's final hour at the Roundtable. Brought to you by Max Credit Union with locations in the River region auburn and opelika max smart money made simple all right welcome back everybody hour three of the max roundtable on this locked on edition of the show I uh, still haven't heard anything from uh pensacola where my mother-in-law uh, is fighting for her life um, that we'll know probably a lot more in the next hour or so, and that will determine the show going further or farther this week, tomorrow and Friday. And I'll keep Bill informed uh, and Al Stroh informed and uh, certainly our friends at ESPN 106.7 uh, informed uh, what my status is. Uh, won't know it. Maybe leaving on a dime. So I uh, would covet your prayers uh, for the family. Uh, her name is Barbara, and if you could keep her in her prayers, she was in the hospital for uh, what we thought was just um, kind of a customary uh, 
surgery, um, and it ended up not being that uh, at all. Uh, she came out of the surgery well, but then yesterday had a turn for the worse, uh, and uh, then emergency surgery needed last night, uh, and apparently um, under some paralytics right now that is taking care of keeping her uh, sedated so she can rest and hopefully gain some strength. And we'll know a lot more, I'm told, uh, at about 2 o'clock. So uh, your prayers are appreciated. All right, so I wanted to address the cow situation. I had some people that kind of had a pushback on the use of the word narcissist. And I understand, you know, um, this came from a big, big Kentucky fan uh, that lives uh, in uh, in the city or in, in the county. Uh, she says that, um, let's just say, his press conferences are embarrassing. I thought it was extremely distasteful for him to rush out saying he was going to the NBA. Uh, it happens a lot going to the NBA All-Star game. It happens a lot. Don't know if he is officially a narcissist. But he is certainly full of himself. Um, and then another texter had this to say, and I'm curious as to your thoughts. I asked the question in hour one, is saying that an overreaction? And this texter says uh, this. He goes, I believe it 100% is an overreaction. But Coach Cal is always selling. I think that is what triggers the narcissistic feelings you are picking up on. Uh, he goes, I could be wrong since I don't know. They, the, uh, let's see. I think most of his bravado is for show. I have a hard time believing a true narcissist could keep coaching these young men year after year. There has to be a reason to explain his continued success, especially with recruiting. Past players still love him. Uh, and having worked for a true narcissist, I can't connect the two. One thing for sure is that he absorbs a ton of the hate and deflects it from the players. That's not true. I'm going to put push back on that. It's my belief, and y'all correct me if I'm wrong. I believe Cal is a professional at deflecting the blame from him and putting it elsewhere. I don't ever remember him saying it's my fault. Uh, I, and as far as the the relationship with the players, I said to them, I said, past players were with him only a year, and they make millions. They didn't even get to know him. And I said this, the late Temple coach John Chaney absolutely believed he was a narcissist. Um, but here is, here are the key words in the, def not the clinical, apparently there's a clinical definition of it. Like it can be a mental condition, you know, like a sickness of some sort. I think it's more of a personality thing. And here's some of the, the, the I'll read you what it says in Merriam-Webster. Does this describe John Calipari to you? Text me back 334-313-1170 or call us. We've got a little time to take your calls before we get to our man Chris Gordy and asking him about what's going on with spring practices. Listen to this. Extremely self-centered. Is that a definition of Cal? How about exaggerated sense of self-importance? Do y'all feel that's a definition of Cal? 
marked by a characteristic of excessive admiration or infatuation with oneself. It is my opinion, and like I said last segment, I very well may be skewed by my feelings about the dude, but I think that describes him to a T. Yeah, I really do. I'm sorry. I believe it describes him. What do you think? 334-313-1170. I would love to hear a text from you if you can't call into the program at 517-1210. Here is Cal last night after the win against Mississippi State. Bill, I'm about to play audio. Are we ready for it? Here we go. This is John Calipari. Yes. Well, I was about to choke him when he threw the ball deep and then get to the foul line. And I'm looking like, why would you do that? You got two, three uh, foul shooters. Either one will make free throws, and you throw one deep. Um, he was trying to do the high school. I'm going to dribble it and dribble it and dribble it. And all of a sudden, he's like, oh, no. But told the team after. He had, he plays to win. He's not playing not to lose. Um, there'll be some that, why didn't you call a timeout? Because of what just happened. They can't set up their defense. They had no timeouts. And you look at DJ and say, make something happen. And the ball ends up in Reed's hand, and he goes and makes it, and we win the game. So I always have done that. I'm not calling a timeout in those situations. It was too early to foul a three-point shooter. Can't foul him with 16, 17 seconds to go. You should have fouled anyway. Stop. Let me coach the team. You enjoy these games. It's too early. He makes the three, but we got eight seconds. So now we come down and, and end up winning the game. Um, you know, he, he played unbelievable. Huh? He made some ridiculous plays. But Robert in the second half, um, Antonio, it is so nice to have DJ back, like playing, making shots. But you got to understand, before he sat down, he was a 40% three-point shooter. He was doing all the all the stuff. Came back. It takes time to get your rhythm back, and that's it's taking him time. But I'm not like, well, don't play him anymore. Stop. And today was a, a really physical game. Hard for Justin to be how he was the other day because I needed him to rebound, and he Adu mixed it up better. Uh, our bigs did fine. You know, a little upset out of the timeout. I said, Ugo, don't foul. A layup will not hurt us. Do not foul. We foul. So did you not hear? I thought I could block it. I said, don't worry. We had some of those today. But walk out of here. That is not a first or second round NCAA game. That's, you're in the third round. That's who you're playing. They're that good. They're in the 20s in the net. They beat Tennessee here. They beat Auburn here. This was a big-time win. We're going to celebrate to beat these guys and how they're playing right now, big-time. Kyle, after you wanted to choke Reed, it looked like you kind of called back down and kind of patted him on the shoulder. What do you what do you tell him there? And is Reed even a guy you have to call him down in a situation like that? Is no, I, said, I, I looked at him and said, did you lose your mind again? Do you know what I had to tell him each time? Do not foul a three-point shooter because, you know, he does that. Uh, but he blocked one from a distance that basically created a gap. If we uh, if we were to rebound, there were two rebounds late. One just jumped right there, and they, yeah, this will be a take that 
The good news is I know the ending, so I can watch. It'll be a little bit easier to watch. But I'll be mad on some of the stuff. We Look, we're the youngest team in the country. This is the kind of stuff that happens. But they all played to win. Robert had two turnovers. Now, he wants to look like it was some. No, no, you turned it over. I'd rather you shoot every ball. Don't ever pass. Just shoot. And he came back in, makes a three, has an assist, makes a layup. And, and again, someone may say, why would you have taken Antonio out? Because my gut told me to. And I went with my gut. And then I put him back in. And he makes free throws. And he, these guys, you know, they're all fighting to win and doing what they do. They said that in the halftime interview with Marty Smith, you said, we'll be fine. What, yeah. what, why did you feel that way? Because I knew how well they were playing and we were still in the game. We could have been down 20. You know, and then the start of the half where we 13, timeout, go in, go in, go in, not doing it. Now we played through from there. Um, but look, guys, you, I'm coaching a young team. You take responsibility for their failures because they're too young. You also make sure they know, I believe you, believe in you, but I got to win this game. I believe in you, but we got to win. So if you're not playing well, that doesn't mean I don't believe in you, but we'll worry about that later. And you just stick with guys as long as you can, which is what I do. Okay, what is it for this young team? What does it do when a guy goes nuclear, you're down 13, you still find a way to pull it out? What is it going to do for these guys? Well, well, we'll be all right. I mean, that's, you know, look, we've lost a couple of these. Well, no, man, you bet you lost. Well, we lost a couple just like this. And now you win one. And, and it's, it evens out over the season. We, we're 0-2. I'm hoping they're down the road a little bit that we get one. You remember Aaron, his three? We lost a bunch of games. You remember all the games you lost? And Brandon Knight all of a sudden makes, he missed five game winners. And then he made three or four or five. Just stick with these guys. You've got good players, good guys, and that is a good team. they got breakdown guys. I'll be honest, they're kind of built for the tournament too. Why? Because they got a couple guys that can just go get baskets. And they got some size. <coughs> I'm, I'm just happy we're done playing them. Kyle, the last play, DJ had the ball look like he was trying to drive, and then it wasn't there, and he made the smart play to kick it back out. Is that – how much confidence does that give you, and, and what does that tell you about I, the 18 year I, I said after the game to the team, isn't it nice to have DJ back, have him back. He makes that three in the corner, makes another three. I mean, you know, again, he gets in trouble when he makes his mind up what he's going to do before he goes. And then there's three guys, and he goes anyways. No, if they're there, boom, pull it back. He's learning. You know, he's learning. And, and that's all part of the process. But I want you to know, he was shooting 40% from the three-point line before he stepped out because of the injury. 40%. And then he comes back, he can't make a shot, and no one understands why is he uh, didn't touch a basketball for two and a half weeks. It's going to take him some time. He's still not all the way back. But he's getting to where we're all really confident with him in the game. All right, so that's Cal. And I didn't really sense him deflecting anything from his players uh, and taking the blame uh, for times when they weren't playing well. Uh, I basically heard him go right along with it. 
uh, and call them out, but that's just me. We'll take a break. Locked on SEC rolls on right after this. Chris Gordy joins us. We'll take a call from Shane as well once we welcome in Chris. Stick around. It's the Max Roundtable on a Locked On Wednesday edition. Hey, it's Peter Burns for the SEC Network. The best midday show in the Montgomery area and in Auburn, Opelika, is the Max Roundtable with Doug Amos on ESPN The Ticket and ESPN 106.7. The thoughts and opinions of the host of the Max Roundtable do not necessarily represent those of Max Credit Union or other sponsors. Earn more on your balances with the Max Elevate Money Market. Enjoy the competitive rate benefits of certificate accounts with no fixed terms and more flexibility. Earn more on your balances and access them anytime. You expect more and Max delivers. See our amazing rates at MyMax.com Elevate. Max, smart money made simple. Federally insured by NCUA. Certain restrictions apply. Troy head basketball coach Scott Cross here. An exciting new season for Trojan basketball is upon us. And I want to see you in the stands at Trojan Arena all season long. If you can't make it, listen in for all the action right here. This is Barry McKnight urging you not to miss a moment of all the action and excitement all season on the flagship station, 107.5 FM, 1210 AM, ESPN The Ticket. The Capo, which is Italian for boss, is Five Point Deli and Grill's Burger of the Month. When I asked Eric what's on it, he said, stuff. And I told him he needed to be a little bit more specific for this commercial. He said, okay, it's a half-pound burger grilled in a butter and grilled brioche bun. Thick-cut bacon. Their house ham sliced thin, smoked, and grilled on the flat top. Two slices of melted provolone cheese, zesty Italian pepper with olive spread. Now I know why Eric just said stuff, but that stuff sure sounds good. Five Points Deli and Grill at Old Cloverdale. Hello, sports fans. The Alabama State Senate will soon decide if you get the right to vote on a lottery, casinos, and sports betting. But they need to hear from you. Did you know Alabama is one of only 12 states where you can't legally bet on sports? House Bill 151 allows you to choose whether you can place a bet on the big game this weekend. Call your state senator today and tell them to vote yes on the lottery and gaming bill. For more information, go to Sports Betting Alliance.org. Paid for by Sports Betting Alliance. SportsBettingAlliance.org. Breathe. In and out. Every breath makes you feel closer to nature. And every sip makes nature feel closer to you. Michelob Ultra Pure Gold. Beer in its organic form. Matt Parsley here with Budget Car and Truck Sales Montgomery and Prattville. We've moved all our inventory to the Montgomery location for this huge event. One-stop shopping with no waiting. Selling your car? Buyers on site. Most offers way over Kelly Blue Book. Banks and loan officers with rates from 1.9 and terms up to 84 months. All in one giant location. It's dime time. Dime time's the right time for you to buy a nicer, newer car you deserve. That's right, one thin dime. Keep the jingle in your pocket with dime time. For this event, budgets teamed up with Capital One. If you received an invitation for this event, you're approved. Getting approved is fast, simple, and easy with banks that want to say yes. With even bigger news, the Capital One event has now been open to the public with no impact to your credit. 100% credit approval is our goal. So if you've got a dime and some time, dime time could be right for you. BudgetSaysYes.com. That's BudgetSaysYes.com. One giant location, 61 Mendel Parkway, just off Atlanta Highway, next to Fraser Church in Montgomery. 
call 334-244-9777. Dime time. This is Russ Chandler. My family and I have been taking our vehicles to Japanese auto for over 35 years. There's three generations of Chandlers that use Japanese auto. We also take my wife's Suburban by there, and he works on that as well. In the past, we had taken our vehicles to the dealership, paid considerably more than what we pay Ronnie and his guys to do. Ronnie is straightforward. He's honest. If he tells you that this is wrong with your car and it's going to take this much to fix it, then he's going to take care of it. When you see the customer service and the level of professionalism, you will absolutely recommend Japanese Auto to a friend. Are you in need of a relaxing getaway? From manicuring your lawn to planting fields, nothing beats time on a John Deere from SunSouth, making outdoor projects more efficient and enjoyable. And when you test drive any 1 through 3 series tractor at SunSouth, we'll give you a free John Deere hat and mug. And did I mention 0% financing on select models? So relax, improve your property, and save at SunSouth. Equipment for those that do. Restrictions apply. See dealer for details. Expires February 29, 2024. Welcome back to the Max Roundtable with Doug Amos, brought to you by Max Credit Union. Get in touch one of three ways. Call 334-517-1210, text 334-313-1170, or email mrt at espntheticket.com. All right, as we roll on in hour three, we'll get to Shane here in just a moment. But first, let's welcome in our always Wednesday third hour guest. He is the talented host of Locked on SEC, Chris Gordy. Chris, good afternoon, man. What's shaking in your world? Oh, not much. Just, uh, you know, taking in all the uh, college basketballs. We wind down the uh, regular season of the SEC. Uh, we got SEC baseball uh, getting underway here. Uh, I'll be at uh, Reckling Park tonight uh, here in Houston. LSU's coming to town and playing awesome. right. So I'm going to go get my eyes on get my eyes on them a little bit and uh, keep my eye on what's going on with the Combine. I always like to see all the SEC guys and what the latest draft buzz is on them. So, it's funny, it's it's not football season, but this seems to be a busier time of year. It is, really. Uh, and I I the th- the things you just mentioned fit me to a T. I love watching the combine too. I get into college baseball pre-conference just to kind of get a, a general feel for how teams are doing. And this is the time of year that if you have any love for basketball, uh, as we get into the final four games of the regular season, lot to be said about who's going to be winning a title. So I'm with you, man. It's kind of hard from hard to keep your head from spinning, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, and it's a lot of, you know, keeping up with uh, at least, you know, the transfer portal's closed right now, yeah. so at least I don't have to deal with that. But, man, it's uh, we've had the transfer portal of assistant coaches. Have you kept up with us? What's going on around the SEC from, I mean, my God, I think we've had about five or six guys who have come to the SEC, signed, you know, agreed to go to coach at one school, and then flip and go to another. No doubt. This week with James Coley flipping to Georgia. It's, it's nuts. It really is nuts. Uh, let's get Shane in here. He's been patient standing by. Shane, you're on with Locked On SEC's Chris Gordy and me. How you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks for taking my call. You uh, bet. Sir. You bet. What you got? Uh, just, uh, just two things. Uh, one, one question for one comment for you, Doug, and then a question for for Chris, if you don't mind. Okay. Uh, they, uh, the the little clip you just played. I, I had to. I can only take a few minutes of listening to Cal talk. Um, I had to turn it for a minute. Uh, it's just a smugness about the guy that 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 uh, he. I don't know what it is. It's like he he's he's done something recently, which is not. 
And no SEC team is scared of Kentucky anymore, literally none. And, I, you know, I wouldn't even say that Kentucky's the, 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 the crown of the SEC right now. I mean, it's, it's got to be either Alabama or, or Auburn or Tennessee. And um, I – I don't know. It's just a smugness, and I didn't hear any deflection in that. In no, that he didn't time. deflect anything. He he deflected, but he deflected it right onto his players, not him. Yeah, uh, and that's, that's what, what that's heard. what bothers me about him. All right, what's your question for Chris? Uh, yes, sir, Chris. Um, I just uh, with SEC baseball just now starting up. Um, have you got to watch any of Auburn? And if, if so, uh, what are your thoughts on on um, how the Tigers are doing so far? And maybe they're how they're going to do this 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 season? And there, I know their their SEC uh, opener is against Vandy. Uh, what do you think about that matchup? Thank you, sir. Thanks. We Bye-bye. appreciate it, Shane. Before you comment on it, Chris, just to look at the, the you know the D D one baseball top twenty five. That's the one I have. These are the teams in the top twenty five. Arkansas is two. LSU is three. Florida is four. A and M is seven. Tennessee is eight. Vanderbilt is nine. That's six already. Alabama is sixteen for seven. South Carolina is nineteen for eight. Auburn is twenty three for nine stinking teams in the. D1 baseball top 25. Yeah, it's it's nuts. I mean, it's always it's always loaded with talent and you know, obviously we thought, you know, Auburn kind of took a little bit of step forward and you know, I, I like their team. I think, you know, they're going to go as far as this pitching staff could take them and, and obviously they got some some good arms with uh, with Myers, McBride, and Gonzalez. I thought Chase Alsup was was really good last week against uh, Iowa and um you know, they, they came, came up short against Virginia, but that's a really good load. You know, Virginia's always loaded. So, uh, I think they're in a good spot. I mean, they, you know, look, UConn won't be much, much of a test or, or Air Force or Austin P. but you're right. Hitting Vanderbilt right out of the gates and then Arkansas and then A&M and then Tennessee, man, no rest for the weary. Uh, I can tell you this is a really good Auburn team, and yet they could go out and lose the first three series of the, of the SEC season because it's just the conference is that loaded. So, uh, as long as the pitching stays on track like they like they've been pitching, I think they'll be okay. But um, you know, you never know until you get to SEC play how good your team really is. You know, and that's a great point about if you take into account the other team in this state. You know, Alabama's eight no, but they have played absolutely nobody yet. They play right. some people this weekend. Uh, Indiana's nationally ranked, then they play Arizona, and then Dallas Baptist, which came really close to hosting a super regional last year. And the Frisco Classic is where they play them in Frisco, Texas. We'll learn more about Alabama this weekend. Yeah, no doubt. And um, again, there's there's a lot of those teams kind of in the middle of the SEC that you know are the big thorn in people's sides. You know, I mean, when you, you everybody's expecting LSU to be awesome and Arkansas to be awesome, but like it's the Bamas and the Auburns that could sneak up and take two out of three against those teams, and uh, you know, suddenly you, you start having a, a log jam near the top of the of the West. And I think that's all we want. We want a good you know West and East race. Uh, in the last iteration of this before we get Texas and Oklahoma in here next year. Uh, no doubt about it. All right, so Auburn started spring practice yesterday. Literally, this is true what I'm going to say to you, Chris, right here, and it's really hard to believe. The biggest, I think the biggest takeaway from the viewing period that some of our mutual friends had in watching Auburn yesterday 
was how Cam Coleman looked. And, and literally, I think everybody believes, uh, with probably few exceptions, that he won't be the starter and that probably won't be the best receiver Auburn has in his first year of college football. Yeah, they they list him uh, as what six foot three, but I mean he looked about six foot eight out there amongst uh, <laughs> some of the guys out there in the field. I mean it's crazy seeing some of the video and the pictures. I mean, uh, the, the guy is you know I think in my in my prime the most fit I was going to the gym two days uh, two times a day when I was in college. Uh, as fit as I was at one point in my life, my arms never looked like that. This kid is an incoming freshman in, in college. Right. So uh, it's pretty crazy. Uh, he he's just looks like a freak athlete out there. And for all of the concerns that I still have with, with Auburn in the quarterback position, man, you, you solve a lot of those problems when you have a stud wide receiver who catches everything. And so I'm, I'm excited to watch this kid. It's going to be awesome watching his development over the next couple of years. And um yeah, I think I think Auburn's got a real one for for a team that's been missing that one wide receiver in recent years. You know who's that guy? Cam uh, Coleman certainly looks like he's going to be that guy immediately. Do you believe? And this is the question I asked Zach this this morning. So if you could ask one question of Hugh Freeze face to face, what would it be? And his answer was probably the one that uh, a lot of people might pick, and it was Coach. Is there really a quarterback competition? Are you really going to go into this spring and this fall open-minded and try and, and uh, at that position, or is your mind kind of made up with the incumbent? Yeah, I think. I mean, you know, they, they got he's got to say the right thing and say it's an open competition. But I, I do, I believe this. Like, if if one of those other guys does take, you know, leaps and bounds this spring and really impresses. You know, let's just say like a Hank Brown, for instance. If he really shows up at shows out or, or, or Holden Garner, if one of those guys just like, I mean, shows up on the practice field and you go, whoa, where did that come from? And he does it every day, then yeah, I, I think there's really a, a quarterback competition. But barring that, I mean, we all know it, it, it's Peyton Thorne. It's funny how you posed it. If you have one question for Hugh Freeze, I would – I'd try to pose it nicely, but the gist of the question would be, what gives you faith that Peyton Thorne is going to take that next step in his development this year? You know, what, what, why are we so sold on him? When you had the transfer portal was open all of December, and you know, you had every opportunity to go get any kid you got out there. Let's be real; they got an hell money. I mean, if you got to go buy a kid, you got to go buy a kid. Um, what, what made you look around at the landscape and say, no? This is our guy. And granted, they believed in him enough last offseason to go get him out of Michigan State. But that that would just be my question is what what is it about this kid? And and in full honesty, staking his career on him, really. I mean, Hugh, if this doesn't work out and you have a, a bad year two, you know, you may not get through year three if this thing, you know, goes sideways. And let's say they, you know, let's say they finish up 500 this year and miss a bowl game. Like, if this thing really goes sideways, you know, we, we'll look back on it and go, my God, Hugh Freeze, the guy who's always had great quarterback play, always been an offensive, great offensive mind. What went wrong at Auburn? And we'll look back and say, man, he put all his eggs in the basket of Peyton Thorne. And as Zach accurately 
brought out this morning. You know, the receiver room didn't help him any <laughs> uh, sure. last year. And I think everybody with a brain believes that with the influx of new guys, not just the freshmen, uh, but the Georgia State kid, the Cal kid uh, that are coming in, there's just going to be a lot more weapons on the outside for Peyton Thorne in 24 than there was in 23. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, who was wasn't Fairweather their leading receiver yeah, last year? So, I mean, yeah. he's a, he's a, he's a tight end. I mean, you had no 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 alpha dog stepped up. Whether it was you know Javarius Johnson, Jay Fair, uh, you know Caleb Burton, the the guy we talked about. Oh, didn't Caleb Burton coming in? Well, he was he did a whole lot of nothing. I mean, yeah, you're looking around that room and saying who who is going to be that guy? And, and it's it, it speaks to the situation when Cam Coleman walks in and from day one he's already jumping to the top of the depth chart. You know, it's funny. We, we as fans love to to look at these type things. You know, Bet Online released the odds on teams making the twelve team playoff recently, uh, and there are a bunch of teams fourteen ahead of Alabama, uh, seventeen or sixteen or seventeen ahead of LSU. Uh, what are your thoughts about that? I, I gotta feel that. This is new ground, new territory for Alabama. In in two decades, it hasn't been like this. I'm wondering how this program, not necessarily this team, but this program reacts to not being anywhere near the target. Yeah, I think it's it's interesting. the The schedule is not does not help them. Right. Uh, Kalen DeBoer could Kalen DeBoer could walk in and. You know, uh, he could have Jalen Milrow playing at a high level. He can, you know, have his offense humming and going. He could have the defense playing really well under under uh, Kane Womack. But the schedule is still, you got to go to Wisconsin in week three. And I know a lot of Alabama fans will laugh at that game and go, oh, Wisconsin, nice thing. Yeah, but it still is a tough place to play. Can't sure it is. Be sold out. It's Absolutely. Uh, then, then you get George, you know, you get a, a bye week, and then you get Georgia. I know they come to Tuscaloosa, but let's not act like you didn't lose to Texas in Tuscaloosa a year ago. And the road trips at Tennessee, at LSU, and then the sneaky one at Oklahoma on the back stretch of the season. I, I don't need to remind Alabama fans: last time you went to Tennessee, last time you went to LSU, you lost both those games, and that was with Nick Saban as head coach. So. Um, I, I say all that to say, Kalen DeBoer, it can be a really good year one for him, and, and he could play some really close games. But that still doesn't mean this team can't go 9-3 and three and miss the playoffs. And I'm sure everybody in Tuscaloosa will be hitting the red alert. Red alert exactly. Saying, oh my God, time. <laughs> but we could be realistic and sit back and go, well, here's some good things they did. And, yeah, while they lost a couple games by a field goal at the buzzer, like we feel good about where the program is right now. So, it's just one of those things where I just I hope people are able to take a step back and set realistic expectations. It's year one for for DeBoer as he establishes this thing, but it is a tough schedule, and that's why I would say playoff odds. Yeah, people are putting Ole Miss in there because yes, they bring a ton back, but their schedule's super easy, uh, and and it's the same way with a couple other teams that don't play the tougher teams in the league. Unfortunately for Alabama. They get some really tough games this year, including some of the toughest road games. You know, I think eight of the teams that are ahead of uh, LSU and Alabama 
don't play in the Big Ten or the SEC. They play in the easier leagues, Chris, uh, to, to win. I mean, let's just be honest. I hate to say that, but it's going to be much easier to win the, the Big 12 or the ACC than it is the Big Ten or the SEC. And that's why we see teams like Clemson, Florida State, Kansas State, Utah, Miami, Arizona, Louisville, and Kansas. All those teams are ahead of LSU because their path is easier. Yeah, and let's not forget. I mean, I think I was on with you a year ago at this time, and we talked about Michigan's schedule. And I said, look at how weak that schedule is. They played East Carolina, UNLV, and Bowling Green out of the gates with a a terrible non-conference slate. And I said their toughest, you know, games of the season were going to be at Penn State, which, again, James Franklin, when he wins the big game, let me know about it. And then, you know, it was going to be Ohio State and then win the Big Big Ten title game. That's all Michigan had to do. And to their credit, they did that. They swept through the schedule. But what the playoff committee said was, all we care is that you won your games. We don't care that you're, you know, uh, that you played a tough non-conference. We don't care that you're, you know, did this or that. Just win your games and we're going to automatically put you in because you're undefeated. Undefeated means more than hey, tough road loss against a, you know, a non-conference opponent. They, they're going to knock you for that. They'll, they'll give you credit if you win. So, yes, anybody who can schedule, uh, make an easy schedule for themselves, go ahead and do that. And look at what Lane Kiffin did this year. LSU and non-conference is playing USC in Las Vegas and hosting UCLA. Uh, Ole Miss's toughest non-conference is they go to Wake Forest. Yeah, wake, wake me up if, when that one's close. Isn't this like a, an anniversary of Tiger Stadium? Uh, is it the hundredth year? Well, what's what is it going on with Tiger Stadium in Baton Rouge? I heard something the other day about it. Yeah, it's got to be something something like that. Um, what's crazy is I, I was talking to somebody uh, recently about about them. Yeah, I think it was nineteen twenty four they opened. So yeah, it's hundred years. But I was talking to somebody about it. And it's funny, like growing up as kids, you know, we forget L- LSU was not a good program. I mean, uh, you know, when when Jerry DiNardo was there, it was you know it it, it was. They were trying to get, you know, if they went to six and six and, and went to the Independence Bowl, we, they threw a parade. Um, you know, so it, it, it's crazy how Nick Saban coming in in 2000, 2000 really turned yeah. the trajectory of that program. And, and, you know, night games of Death Valley were always tough, but it, be, it came to another level uh, when Saban was there and then Les Miles and, and so on and so forth through the years. And it became one of those games when you were an SEC team and you said, Oh God, we got to go there on a Saturday night. It's going to be brutal. Uh, it, it raised it to another level. But yeah, it's funny to hear the old stories of Tiger Stadium, where it, it, it was not a daunting place to play, and uh, you know it was open and all that kind of stuff. So um, yeah, hundred years of the stadium. They made improvements throughout the years, and my God, with that and the video boards and the, the lighting at Alabama with all the red lighting and neon lights, and it's uh, it's amazing what these environments have become across the SEC. Chris, obviously we're entering a season of change, 12-team playoff, the restructuring of the conferences. You know, Baker, the NCAA president, has said that he's for not restricting transfers. Uh, you know, we've seen the what's happened with litigation in the state of Tennessee about using NIL uh, to recruit. We, we've seen so much change, but in your opinion – is this just the tip of the iceberg? Are we literally heading toward employee status? And what I believe just this week, I believe we've had big-time talking heads saying 
the Power Five teams need to break away from the NCAA? Are, are we just at the tip of all the change we're going to have before things settle down again? Yeah, it feels that way. Um, we actually had uh, Trey Wallace of, of Outkick on our show uh, today on Locked on SEC, and he, we kind of talked about that with him because he, he wrote a great piece the other day on it being the, the two-year anniversary of the Nick Saban, Jimbo Fisher public spat, and you know, it was all about NIL, and it was about trying to throw this guy under the bus. Oh, yeah, you know, they're paying players and all this, and it's like two years later, who gives a damn? Exactly. Like, nobody cares anymore. <laughs> so it's, uh, it's just funny. One, it's funny that that was two years ago, but I also said what's crazy is you went back in a, in a time machine and told us that week, hey, just want to let you guys know, literally, I know A&M just signed the number one recruiting class, but two years from now, Jimbo will be fired with a massive buyout. Nick Saban will be retired. I think we both would have said, you know, what, what in the world are you talking about? So crazy how quick things change. But, yeah, we, we've come so far in just two years with this thing. Just think where it's going to be two years from right now in 2026. So it's, it's scary because there's a lot of unknown. But, look, it, it's, I think at the end of the day, we're going to look back and say maybe this was better for college football. More, more playoff games and more intrigue is going to be cool. Having playoff games actually some on college campuses I think is going to be cool. Uh, and adding Texas and Oklahoma to the SEC is going to be cool. So, uh, look, it, it's a lot of people want to complain because, you know, we love tradition in college football. Don't get me wrong, I still love all that, but I think when we look back on it a year or two from now, we'll say, hey, look, all this change was, was for the better. Okay, so as we turn the calendars to March in a couple of days, what will Locked on SEC look like as we head through March and the spring games in April and then that all-important transfer portal opening back up? Yeah, we're going we're gonna to be talking more recruiting. Obviously, we, we had a couple commits here in the last two weeks across the SEC. I know Auburn just picked up a corner uh, from the state of Georgia. But we'll be talking recruiting. We'll be talking, you know, what, addressing needs for the transfer portal. And then we'll kind of make our rounds with all our locked-on analysts kind of checking in on all the different uh, schools and takeaways from spring practice. I know Zach's going to be out there, so we'll get an Auburn report and so on and so forth. But, yeah, what kind of – Sticking around, what are the biggest takeaways, the biggest questions around the SEC as we head into spring ball? And look, some some teams don't have a lot of questions. You know, Ole Miss. You know, I think it's about figuring out. Okay, is are we going to go running back by committee here? Is Ulysses Bentley going to be the guy? But other than that, I mean, there, there's some teams that don't have a lot of questions. Uh, you know, Georgia. Okay, they got to retool the secondary. Does anybody have any doubt that Kirby Smart's going to be able to fix that secondary? I mean, come on, he, he does it every year. So. Um, you know, Alabama's got a lot of questions, but I think also they'll, you know, they have a lot of answers. So it's going to be fascinating. We'll be breaking it all down here on Locked on SEC over this next couple of weeks. But man, yeah, for, for people saying it's the dead time, no, March is super busy. For wherever you get your podcast, folks, go find Locked on SEC. Also subscribe to their YouTube channel. This guy touches a lot of bases around this league. Nobody could possibly do it better than our man, Chris Gordy. Hey, buddy, we appreciate your time. Be blessed. We'll talk next Wednesday. Yeah, man, sounds good. Thanks. Thanks. Chris Gordy from Locked on SEC. We'll take a break. We are back right after this on the Max Roundtable. This is Paul Feinbaum, and when I'm in central Alabama, I enjoy listening to the Max Roundtable with Doug on ESPN The Ticket in the River Region on ESPN 1067 in Auburn, Opelika. Earn more on your balances with the Max Elevate Money Market. Enjoy the competitive rate benefits of certificate accounts with no fixed terms and more flexibility. Earn more on your balances and access them anytime. 
You expect more and Max delivers. See our amazing rates at MyMax.com slash Elevate. Max, smart money made simple. Federally insured by NCUA. Certain restrictions apply. I'm Gordon Stone, and it's a pleasure to speak with you today as the mayor of the town of Pike Road. It's an honor for me to share with you some of the great things about our community. In Pike Road, we focus on four pillars. Planning. We want to know what the future looks like, and we want to work toward that future. Quality of life. We want to understand why people love living in our community, and we want to work to make sure those characteristics are featured every day in Pike Road. Education. We're so blessed to have a great city school system and thankful for all those teachers and administrators who make everyday fun in Pike Road when it comes to learning. And we're so proud of our students who are aspiring to be great leaders in our community and great leaders for our nation. And services. We have great services in Pike Road because we work with partners who allow us to meet the needs of our citizens and do so in a very efficient manner. Our four pillars in Pike Road have allowed us to provide focus and have a vision for the future that has made Pike Road a special place. Come see us in Pike Road and learn why we say, Welcome home. This is the famous Bud Light beer. It's not easy to brew a beer this easy to drink. It takes attention to detail to get something to taste this smooth, which is why Bud Light is tasted by brewmasters every step of the way. Hey, it's a tough job, but for you and your friends, it's worth it. Bud Light. We don't just brew beer, we brew beer for friends. Enjoy responsibly. Bud Light Beer, Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. Need a truck bed that has premium finish and professional function? With a price tag that isn't too heavy, call Basil's Truck and Camper. Basil's carries the full line of North Star truck beds, such as service decks, flatbeds, skirted flatbeds, and more. Ford, GM, Dodge Bed, Delete, or Cab, and Chassis. North Star backs their beds with their ironclad warranty. Basil's products and customer service are second to none. Basil's Truck and Camper, on the Northern Boulevard in Montgomery or call 260-5554. At Stanley Steamer, we go beyond carpet cleaning. We're also experts at cleaning air ducts. The average home collects up to 40 pounds of dirt, dust, and allergens in its air ducts each year. Stanley Steamer thoroughly cleans your air ducts and every part of your ventilation system, making your home cleaner, healthier, and more energy efficient. And that helps you breathe easier. Call now about a free in-home air duct inspection. Call one. McNeil with Mr. Ben's Auto Spa Express. Welcome to the only full-service auto spa in the Tri-County area. Let me show you how easy it is to get the best wash for your vehicle. Mr. Ben's Auto Spa Express is looking for a few good men and women to be part of their team. Work full or part-time, it's up to you. Mr. Ben's is the only full-service car wash in the area. The car or truck runs through the tunnel, and when it comes out, that's when your job begins. Mr. Ben's Auto Spa Express, next door to Fraser Methodist Church on the Atlanta Highway. Did you know that homeowner's insurance doesn't cover your termite treatment or termite damage? That's okay because Pest Pro is here to protect your most costly investment. We are the only company in the River Region with the Termidor HP2 injection unit. We bring the best and newest technology to your home. Call today for a free evaluation. 265-9990. That's 265-9990. Our website is ppsriverregion.com. When you want to know, call a pro. Pest Pro Services. 
Pizza Perfect is offering a super deal for you when you're watching all of the big games this month. In February, buy any large pizza and get $3 off. Pizza Perfect's buffet includes pizza, as well as spaghetti, breadsticks, salad, dessert, and drink for only $11. The buffet is available Monday through Saturday for lunch and for dinner on Tuesday, Friday, and Saturday. Pizza Perfect is also available for pickup and delivery. $3 off any large pizza in February at Pizza Perfect on Coliseum Boulevard in Eastbrook. The Max Roundtable with Doug Amos brought to you by Max Credit Union rolls on. Doug would love to hear from you. Call 334-517-1210. Text 334-313-1170. Or email mrt at espntheticket.com. back everybody good to have you along always fun to visit with you on a locked on wednesday because we always touch on so many different subjects but it's hard for me to get past the subject of basketball currently i know spring practice is going on i know how important it is uh but to me it's second fiddle until the end of march um without question i know the a-day games are coming up there's nothing but exhibitions don't make any decisions based on what you see in a-day so yeah i get it it's important especially for new coaches to get into the rhythm of your new spot like kalen DeBoer and his staff i think with just two retainees all the rest of them new and then of course Hugh Freeze with a bunch of new coaches as well so there are a lot of things to keep our eyes on over the next couple of months with spring but it's hot and heavy man both schools in this state fighting for the SEC championship and the double dip tonight's going to take us a long way down that road 11th ranked Auburn at fourth ranked Tennessee Thompson Bowling Arena, you can actually get a ticket for as little as thirty-two bucks, according to ESPN, for that game. Tennessee is seven and a half point favorite, and then Alabama at Ole Miss at the Pavilion in Oxford, fourteenth ranked Alabama against an Ole Miss team that has lost five of six. Five of six. This team was. 18-3 and three, uh, at one time. They've lost five of six games. Um, and uh, let, me, let me change that. Yeah, that's correct. Uh, five of six. So you figure it out. Uh, they, they were, well, let's, let me fix that. They were 15-3 and three at one time and have fallen apart since. Six and eight in the SEC overall. Alabama can't afford to lose this game. If they're going to keep their status as one of the league's best, I think they got to win this game tonight. You heard Luke Robinson say exactly that. Both the games tonight are on the same channel, ESPN2. So Auburn, Tennessee is going to have to be over before you Bama fans can watch Alabama Ole Miss. They very well may delay the start. Sometimes they do that when they're playing, you know, a doubleheader. They may delay it to 8-10 or so for Alabama Ole Miss. We shall see. Florida 
tries to keep pace tonight. Looks for its 10th league win at home against winless in the league, Missouri. And then there's a sneaky big game in College Station. Texas A&M, which has basically played itself right out of the NCAA tournament. They need a big win over South Carolina tonight to kind of regain face. 18th ranked Gamecocks at A&M. That one tips off on the SEC Network at 7.30. If you just want to start watching SEC basketball the second you get home from work, then you might want to watch Missouri at Florida. That one tips at 5.30. South Carolina and Texas A&M right after it. We've had so much fun today, so much to look at, so many things, variables playing out in the SEC basketball. Here's what I want to do for you. I told you yesterday about this thing. It's, it's called bball.notnothing.net. Okay, it allows you to see what the conference tournament bracket would look like based on how the games finish tonight, Saturday, next week, next midweek, and then next Saturday. Literally, you get to pick the winners of the games, how you think they're going to go, and then hit the button, calculate seeds, and it will show you the SEC bracket based on how you've got these games finishing out. I think it's an incredible uh, app. It's an incredible thing to look at if you're into it like a lot of us are. If you would like for me to send you the link to that, all you have to do is text or email us here at the Max Roundtable. That email inbox is MRT, MRT, Max Roundtable, at ESPNTheTicket.com. If you text the Pig Enterprises text box, that'll get it done too. 334-313-1170. I'll send you the link and you can have some fun with it. Trust me, it is, if you're into the basketball season the last two weeks, you're going to want to see this link and have some fun with it. Back to wrap it up on a Wednesday right after this. Hey there, I'm Lauren Sisler with ESPN, and you know one thing I love to do on my lunch break is listen to my good friends on the Max Roundtable. Earn more on your balances with the Max Elevate Money Market. Enjoy the competitive rate benefits of certificate accounts with no fixed terms and more flexibility. Earn more on your balances and access them anytime. You expect more, and Max delivers. See our amazing rates at mymax.com elevate. Max. Smart money made simple. Federally insured by NCUA. Certain restrictions apply. 107.5 is W298BC Montgomery. ESPN the ticket. The green flag waves in the Pennzoil 400. Trouble, we got a car. It looks like Legato goes sideways, bounced off the wall. Hamlin leads Larson by about three feet as they go to one. Larson looks to the top. Eric Alvarola, I think, just slammed the wall. Yellow flag is out. Truex battles back to the bottom of the racetrack. They're all stacked up behind him. A Pennzoil 400 presented by Jiffy Lube at Las Vegas. Sunday at 1.30. Get your motor running weekly on your NASCAR station. ESPN The Ticket. 
Wiley Sanders Truck Lines is actively seeking verifiable, experienced, over-the-road and dump truck drivers. They are currently operating 39-foot, east-manufacturing, frameless and dump trailers, hauling fertilizer over the road, and you'll be home on the weekends. Get great pay with one-year minimum verifiable experience required. Your pay will be based on that experience. Wiley Sanders offers Blue Cross and Blue Shield health insurance, dental, vision, and life insurance, 401k, plus you will get a $1,000 sign-on bonus. Wiley Sanders is also seeking cement and lime drivers. You must have six months verifiable experience in a combination vehicle. Pay again is based on that experience. The job also requires experience blowing off cement and unloading lime. This division also offers a $1,000 sign-on bonus. These are local positions where you will be home daily. Call 855-777-9785 or 334-372-5049. That's 334-372-5049. At Wiley Sanders, they put God and family first. Golf season is still in full swing, and we are lucky to have the best public golf courses in America right here in the River Region. Capitol Hill in Prattville is home to three championship courses and has annually hosted the PGA and LP. PGA Tours. If you don't have time to play, take advantage of the best practice facility in the Southeast with Capitol Hill's 35-acre practice facility that features multiple teeing areas, three practice putting greens, and three practice bunker complexes. Best of all, as an Alabama resident, you can purchase the trail card and receive up to 50% off of regular price green and cart fees, as well as 15% off of selected merchandise and range balls. To book your tee time at Capitol Hill, one of the gyms on the Robert Trent Jones Golf Trail, go online to rtjgolf.com or call the golf shop at 334-285-1114. That's 285-1114. Capitol Hill in Prattville should be your number one golf destination. Marketing can be hard. At Dogwood Media Solutions, we are the outsourced marketing solution your business needs. Not every business can afford to have their own marketing department, and that's where we come in. We can be that for you website updates, social media, advertising, public relations, and more. Learn more about how this works by giving us a call at 334-425-0009 or visit us online at dogwd.com. DOGWD.com. Hello, sports fans. The Alabama State Senate will soon decide if you get the right to vote on a lottery, casinos, and sports betting. But they need to hear from you. Did you know Alabama is one of only 12 states where you can't legally bet on sports? House Bill 151 allows you to choose whether you can place a bet on the big game this weekend. Call your state senator today and tell them to vote yes on the lottery and gaming bill. For more information, go to sportsbettingalliance.org. Paid for by Sports Betting Alliance. SportsBettingAlliance.org. This is Russ Chandler. My family and I have been taking our vehicles to Japanese Auto for over 35 years. There's three generations of Chandlers that use Japanese Auto. We also take my wife's Suburban by there, and he works on that as well. In the past, we had taken our vehicles to the dealership, paid considerably more than what we pay Ronnie and his guys to do. Ronnie is straightforward. He's honest. If he tells you that this is wrong with your car and it's going to take this much to fix it, then he's going to take care of it. When you see the customer service and the level of professionalism, you will absolutely recommend Japanese Japanese auto to a friend. Your NASCAR station in the River Region is WTXK, Pike Road, Montgomery, ESPN, the ticket. Hey there, I'm ESPN's Lauren Sisler, and you're listening to the Max Roundtable with Doug on ESPN, the ticket, and ESPN 1067.
All right, folks. Uh, been a fun day today. Hopefully tomorrow will be fun for us as well. A Thursday edition of the Max Roundtable. I will keep everybody informed through Bill, through Al, through ESPN 106.7, what my family status is with my mother-in-law who is fighting for her life in Pensacola. So once again, I would appreciate your prayers uh, for Barbara. That is her name. And uh, we would certainly uh, covet those as the next hour or so this afternoon is going to be extremely important uh, tonight, also, Troy in action in Lafayette, Louisiana, uh, against Louisiana, the Raging Cajuns. That one is on the air at 6.30 tonight. Uh, the game tips at 7. Troy looking for its 20th win of the year uh, and a locking down of a pretty high seed in the Sunbelt Conference Tournament. So you can catch that on the air tonight right here on ESPN The Ticket. Hope you have a great day, everybody. We will talk to you soon here on the Max Roundtable.